I'm scanning. Got an indoor pool and an outdoor. <laughs> plus a partridge and a pear tree. Shout out, King, bro. Are you oh, ready? Oh, man. I've been ready since my dad used to tell me he was coming to the house to get me. And we're live. A minor who's podcast to show the fresh and opinion views on the world's most beautiful game. I am your host, Greg. I'm here with the homies Brian, TK, Leek. Got Keith on the mix, and we've been gone for entirely too long. How we feeling, boys? Feeling good. We back. We all load managed. Super load managed. Wasn't low because we did work, unlike other people. We did work. Uh, it just didn't uh, come out. It, it work just, didn't show. Yeah, exactly. work didn't show. A couple of scrimmages. I mean, if it, it was the opposite show, of load management, in all honesty. We practiced. We, practiced. <laughs> we was in the gym. We practiced. <laughs> How we got feeling, nothing man? to show for it. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? I'm Ryan. good, man. We we a month into the year. College basketball about to have all these uh, Thanksgiving tournaments going on. Yeah. Football it's about to get real as well. It's about to be December, so people trying to make the playoffs is a great time for sports. Great so. time, great time. TK couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm just really happy and glad that we're all here. Hopefully everything's up and running. We had some technical difficulties, sure did. but you know, sometimes you got to fall back to fall forward. That's a good one. That actually was a good one. I'm great. Tomorrow's combo is just say something negative <laughs> and positive, <laughs> and then let's hope it clicks. Sometimes you got to die to live. Hey. <laughs> that's no, real. Bro. That's real. That's real. But you definitely got to live wow. to die, so. Wow. Boy, I'm proud of you. You wise, wise. Is he? <laughs> Speaking of wise. Speaking Ooh, of segue. wise. Y'all go give me some crowds. I'm not here doing that. Segway. Hey. James Wiseman, center slash forward for the Memphis Tigers, um, got a ruling, a, another one, and um, it's it's hilarious. The NCAA is forcing him to not only sit out an additional ten games, but he also has to donate eleven and a half thousand dollars that he was given to a charity. Um, which I think is hilarious. We all think it's kind of funny because he doesn't get paid to play. Um, we are very much, you know, we have documented very well in terms of our relationship and our understanding of the NCAA and how they've been handling business. And this hasn't been a louder voice than our very own TK. So I'm going to step aside and we're going to let him do his thing on this. This just... might be by far the most idiotic thing the NCAA has done in the last year in terms of college players and their relations and this whole ongoing pay-to-play fiasco. A kid who was given financial assistance in high school to mm-hmm. move him, essentially Penny moved him out to pay to play for his high school team um, back, what, his junior year of high school or and something he, like and that. And Penny was not the coach and Penny of wasn't at the, time. the coach of Memphis at that time. They, they labeled him as a booster. They labeled him as a booster because of it. Mind you, of course, there's no any kind of negative results that goes on Penny or the organization. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman, the kid who was underage, a minor, who took the assistance to try to be in a better place to provide for his family down the road, is now essentially fined eleven thousand five hundred dollars that he's ordered to to any charitable organization of his cause because of course the NCAA is going to try to make it look good clearly how is he going to pay this mind you let's say we all know he's league right. he's going to league he's going to probably make millions knock on wood as long as he's healthy mm-hmm. 
is this is gonna how it's gonna be for every kid who violates rules such as this? Because there's plenty of kids who's not gonna go league that touch mm-hmm. NCAA. So are you are you saying that this may be a special occurrence because they know because they know he's, he's going to get a bag. They know he's going to leave, and they're basically like, "Hey, pay this back. You're gonna miss twelve games. You're gonna be back by March." I told y'all it was on a podcast that got lost. Yep. I told y'all he was going to play in March. He's the number one recruit on probably arguably one of the best teams to watch in NCAA sports. Yep. Period. Right now, you think they're gonna lose him for March? No. 12 games, 11,500, that's going to be covered by whoever. Um, and mind you, this kid didn't get a dime that's supposed to be going to his name. Backpacking off of that, because it was a double scenario where the NCAA was being idiotic. Mm-hmm. Chase Young had to borrow money from a family friend to fly his girlfriend out for the Rose Bowl. So then they suspended him a couple of games because of that. And mind you, he paid the money back. And the NCAA... It's all about, you know, the betterment of the kids, furthering their education. Dog, what? This is all about control and power. But realistically, they didn't really do anything. They just had to say, we punish kids. But what was the punishment for? What was it for, realistically? To say you did something? To puff your chest out as if you have control over a situation? You couldn't send him out for March. So you spend him 12 games, which was trash, and then you find him 11,000. This is the dumbest thing that's happened in the last year in NCAA basketball. It's a bold statement. It's a lot of dumb things that happened in NCAA. Ain't that crazy? Billion dollar organization. Can't be run properly. So what? We know that this isn't ideal, nor should it have happened all around, like all together. We recognize that. But how would you have handled the situation? If you didn't see how you handled the situation. Something that's already been brought to the light, something that has to be addressed because he is league. How do you handle this situation? I would have been more fine with them just suspending him for whatever amount of games they wanted to. Okay. I think the fine was just for what? That was just dumb. Right. That was just stupid. Right. I'm, basically, like I said, I'm essentially, devil's advocate. It was like, hey, give the money back to any charitable organization, blah, 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 blah. Because they don't want, you know what essentially this said? We don't want you to receive any kind of uh, benefits or money for your name or talent, even mm-hmm. at the high school level. Yeah. Well, that's NCAA. That's essentially what that's saying. So it's like, it's just give the money to somebody else. What purpose does that serve? I would I would have actually respected him more if they would have just stood by their guns and suspended him for the whole year. But they did a combination of two idiotic things and just said, hey, we still get the best result that we need on our end. Because mm-hmm. mind you, that game that he comes back for, ratings going through the roof. Most definitely. And you know what? I kind of want to look up the schedule because it's probably going to be a nationally televised game. I, I'm be, I might be willing to put money on it the game he comes back to nationally televised. I mean, it probably was because by then that's going to be right around like when they start. It's going to be conference play. So, I mean, NCAA, especially a team like Memphis, they're going to be on ESPN majority of the nights. What I think what it really messed them up for, and like you said, the NCAA, what they're getting out of what they want is James Wiseman will be playing in March. Now, what I think they more so did with this was this is more so going to hurt Penny from the standpoint of 
if he's not playing, they're out of conference schedule. Because Memphis is in the American conference, yeah, meaning like they're gonna have to win. They're gonna like which they're they're probably gonna take care of their conference, but like from a seeding standpoint, they're getting their seeding based off of what they're doing in this out of conference play, which is what James is gonna be missing. So maybe what they're trying to do is potentially give them if they're only gonna run through the American, they're gonna potentially chalk it up to like you beat up on a bunch of weak opponents. Maybe they end up getting a five, six, yeah, four. I was five so seven. now they might have to play somebody tougher yeah. in that second round in that Sweet Sixteen potentially. I mean, looking at their schedule right now, they already have a really weak schedule. Who was their Who was their out of conference? Who else were they getting? Out the only really good team left on their out of conference schedule is Tennessee. After that, I mean, it's Georgia, NC State, Bradley, Jackson State, New Orleans. Their okay. schedule is actually really weak. So they were probably going to run through this with or without James Wiseman, in all honesty. Okay. So as far as seeding goes, I mean. And then, I mean, I'm trying to think. In their conference, UConn is going to be okay. Cincinnati's going to be okay. It's decent. Yeah. Wichita State always has a Wichita, decent Wichita, yeah. So – It'll be it'll be interesting. There's no rank. There's no ranked people in their conference right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except nobody ranked yeah, they, right now. Nobody in their they're conference. They're the only ones except them. Sheesh. So yeah, like I said, that that potentially could play into account where, when it comes time for selection Sunday, if you haven't had any, if you're only big time, did they have they played any? So when James was there, all they played was what South Carolina State. Yeah. He was there Oregon. for another game. Yeah, they Oregon. played Oregon. They did they, they win that game. They lost to Oregon. Mm. With yeah, Wiseman. This yeah. sounds which makes sense. They got a team of freshmen. Yeah, yeah. So what this Oregon is, solid. Yeah, and they they have been for the past couple years. They made a Final Four a few years back. So I think this is more so the NCAA is going to get what they want by James playing in March, but <clears throat> it's going to make the road pretty hard for them. I think um, I think there's something definitely to keep an eye on. Not necessarily this year, but something towards the future because. If they were willing to go to these extreme lengths, and you talked about this, so maybe there's bad blood for a penny to some extent. Um, but if they're willing to go to these extreme lengths to attack young stars going for these smaller schools, not necessarily the Blue Bloods, um, I don't know. They might be setting a precedent going forward. So, in all honesty, I don't, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time something like this has happened. I'm pretty sure you know, there is. No, it's not the first. But so my definitely in recent history. In recent, but my point is the precedent probably has already been set. Ah. This is something, it's just more known now because it's James Wiseman, number one pick, Penny Hardaway, former NBA superstar, Memphis, a team which, once again, isn't a blue blood program. There's precedent probably that's already been set. I'm, and I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the name. I remember somebody, I just can't remember off the top of my head, but I can remember somebody else that did the exact same thing. But going back to what you said, the NCAA does essentially get what they want. He plays in March. And technically speaking, if he gives back the money, he keeps his amateur status. That's the whole idea here. They want him to be an amateur basketball player, which he hasn't been probably since the age of 14. But whatever, it is what it is. It has to be proven by the NCAA. So, yes, the money you took, you got to give that back. So, essentially, your net balance is zero. You never made money as a basketball player. That's what the NCAA wants. Is it smart? No. It's pretty stupid. I don't, like I said, the only way uh, – co- I don't know any college kid that has $11,000 just to even, give away. Even to right. add more stupid on top of stupid, I just was looking into that because I remember Steven Jackson was saying he was very upset because they're making a payback because now it's like, all right, you're a college kid. How are you supposed to pay back? You know Where are you getting 11 grand from? 
and, and like I said, this was a lot. This was basically based off of him going pro because I doubt there was like a timetable where it was like you have to give it back within the twelve games you're suspended or something like that. Yeah. Realistically, I'm not too sure of James Wiseman's background. Um, I do know like about the move in high school and everything like that, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have just if if he were to give that eleven thousand five hundred back any kind of time soon before he went pro, right? He got it. Illegally, NCAA illegally at least, where somebody a booster or somebody paid it all for him. Right. So it's like it's it's a catch twenty two. So I don't think there was any time frame as to when he was supposed to give that money back. It's just more so like, hey, you have to agree to give that money to a charitable organization. So it has to be given back according to this article before the last game of the regular season. Okay. So he's sitting out twelve games and he's. And debt to college. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Hypothetically, I just want to say. great. <laughs> we're all, everybody in this room, we're college kids, blah, blah, blah. At any point in time, did you ever have $11,500? My refund check was never that big. And I was on scholarship. <laughs> nah, man. To make, it, to make matters worse, I just saw something where, and I don't like this guy every now and then because he sounds like an op, but Jay Williams actually started, <laughs> he actually started a GoFundMe for him. For and shortly after, NCAA was like, you can't accept any of that money. Like, to go towards your payment. But yeah, Jay Williams was just like, what the NCAA is doing is horrible. He had dropped a video on Twitter and was like, the link below is a GoFundMe for James Wiseman if you want to help. Right after, there was like anything that GoFundMe makes you can't. But I want them. So I want the NCAA. How is he supposed to, he supposed to pay? Because mind you, as a, as a college pay. athlete, you can't work. Nope. There's no time for a job. So regardless, even if he's gonna job, I mean, what job are you gonna get? That's gonna give you eleven thousand dollars by February. Regardless, let's say it was some wild <laughs> job that he's getting two hundred dollars an hour for. I don't care. You don't have time to actually work it. You can't accept money. Like if Chase Young can accept plane ticket money to fly his girlfriend to the biggest game of his life, he still got suspended for it. There's no way for James Wiseman to make that money on NCAA legal terms. What if what if this is just something that they're putting intact just so when it comes time for the end of the regular season, they can be like, you haven't paid it back yet. You can't play. He's going to pay it back. If, and I'm if, sure he is. So now in that case, what if the NCAA, right when that happens, are they going to open up more questions about where this so money came from? What? And this is, One way I could see him possibly paying it back is he takes a loan out. From mm-hmm. the bank or yeah. insurance on yeah. himself, he just takes out a loan, promises to pay that money back mm-hmm. at a future date to the bank, whatever, yeah. and he goes that route. He could that's one way like, I can give you this money but, in six months. Exactly. So that's one way he could do it. I mean, but other than that, yeah, there aren't many routes he can take that's going to just magically gift him eleven thousand dollars legally, according to the NCAA. Yeah. Anyway, I honestly think that the NCAA is willing to accept this money no matter what. I think come down to it, and I and and I'm kind of on the line with TK about this because like they want as many marquee names as possible in that tournament. In that tournament, yeah. Like, and we want them to play for as long as possible. I think they're gonna get seated favorably, no matter what that schedule looks like. I think I don't think they're gonna be lower than a six seed. And we can and we can say how in terms of integrity of the how they seed and all that kind of stuff, we can say whatever we want about it. They're Definitely gonna make sure that they at least get two, three games in before they get bounced. At least, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play them in the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. They might could, by then if the the freshmen develop enough and they mature enough, they can go far. 
There, I'll say this: there's gonna be that twelve games was more so to help whatever teams might be seated over them. I think more so than it'll hurt Memphis because yeah, they, they got still have a stack mob that really what this is gonna also do. One of these Memphis kids now, this is gonna help their draft stop. Shout out, oh, yeah. There's some kid on Memphis oh, yeah. now that is gonna end up going higher in the draft because of these upcoming Shout twelve out, Boogie. games. Boogie might sneak and be a one and done. I didn't Precious. think he was gonna be a one and done. It could, Precious, it could be pressure. I, and I'm, it's probably gonna end up I'm being very high. On one of those two is gonna very well eat off this. Know how high I am on him. Maybe it's a little bit more. He looks like he looks like a very very good defender out the gate. Like you talking about pressure? Yeah. yeah, he yeah. could definitely come in the game and yeah, lock up. Yeah. It looked like his body is the most NBA ready. Exactly. He reminds me of Nasir a little. Like mm, he's yeah. got the athleticism, the body. Yeah. He doesn't have the skill set. Yeah, I can I can see that. He'll be fine in like four or five years. It's a long time. Yeah. Do they? Do every rookie. That's, that's every the, rookie that's like not that's the Bruno Caboclo. He's two years away from being two years yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, unfortunately, a lot of these guys in the league, yeah, they e- everybody's they not getting get that luxury. Years. Everybody's not. You get a year in the summer now. Depending True. on the team. But I mean, hey, we'll see James so, back. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. At some point. Yeah. You about to say something? No, nah, I'm good. I was just going to say, I think we're all in agreement. The NCAA kind of, once again, made a foolish decision. Sounds like they need Gray to come work PR. <laughs> it sounds like they just try to rope job, another yo. young. I might not minority. get that job this pod, <laughs> bro. They just try to rope like another young minority man into indentured servitude. She she went there again. Is Amen. this not? They hold eleven eleven thousand five hundred over his head. True facts. Man, I'm not getting. And that. you have to pay this back. <laughs> My bad for messing up y'all bag. <laughs> <laughs> but the NCAA they expressed just, opinions. Of. No, no, man. Hey. <laughs> At any point, I I have no problem saying that I agree with this sentiment because this is out of line. This is very egregious. And the idea that you could hold a kid in debt who probably would be in debt if he didn't play ball at all, or granted, might still be in debt because college scholarship doesn't pay for everything. Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But we're going to keep going. Um, we're going to switch over to the NBA. We're going to talk about this young superstar. Straight from overseas. <laughs> Straight from overseas. Killing it in Dallas. Luka Doncic. We talked about him before, and um, yeah, he's great. And we've said that a bunch of times, but the conversation starting to shift, not only to he's great, but he might actually be an MVP candidate. And I want to know, do y'all agree? He'll finish the season probably top four in voting. Um, I don't think he wins it. But they're, I think he... They're the sixth seed right now. Yeah, he's doing some MVP level stuff. I'm not sure if they're he They're the sixth seed right now. Because mind you... Dallas wasn't even the why can't Why can't he win it? Okay, and it's not just because of what he's doing. Giannis is having a better year than he had last year. A significantly better year than his MVP year. Uh, not significantly. It's better, but not significantly. What is he averaging? 29 and 14? 29, yeah, 29 and 14. He averaged 20. He did average 28 last year. He averaged, so. tw- he averaged 28 and 12 last year. Like, and he got averaging 29 and 14 better. this it's year. It's better. Don't get me wrong. He looks, he looks a lot better than he did last year, which is scary. Well, I'm trying to say, he's going bananas. James is almost averaging 40. And they have and a decent record. The what are they? Like shooting third the worst percentages he has what in the last like three years. They're like third in the West, though, they're, right? They're tied for third. Four. 
Yeah. Then like, when the Clippers retire, it's like a three way tie. Yeah, it's like at the third. Oh, and he's yeah. and he's averaging what thirty eight seven and six something around him. I mean, shooting the worst percentages. Yeah, they're winning. They're winning. I mean, yeah, for now. I know he's gonna put him up. I think Luca's gonna have a really good so, shot and finishing in a voting. I don't think this so, is he's gonna win the youngest MVP ever. So here's the difference between Luca and everybody you're naming outside of maybe Giannis. The biggest difference between him, Harden, LeBron. I guess you could even put Kawhi in this category, even though he's not even gonna be no, in consideration. Be in the, yeah. But he's the one that doesn't have another superstar teammate. Chris Stapps isn't playing like a superstar. He's still coming back from injury. Granted, Chris Stapps, we all believe, has superstar potential. Yeah. But he's not playing that right now. He's not playing that way right now. So now it comes down to Giannis versus Luka, if you're talking about who's carrying their team more. Giannis, for better or worse, this is fact in the NBA, narrative matters in the MVP race. Giannis won last year. So now a little bit of shine come off. Now it's, hey – we gave it to you once. Everybody kind of moves on to the next toy. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah. oh, well, Luca's putting up very similar numbers to you, Giannis. And for lack of a better term, his team ain't as good as Milwaukee's team. No, they're not. He's averaging a trip, dub. Like Luca's is a problem. <laughs> I don't care. But it ain't a Russell Westbrook trip, dub though. It's, it's an not. efficient trip, dub. Forty nine percent from the field. 35 from three, 82% from the line. His PER is 33. The question is, when we're we're talking about MVP races, always thinking about it like this. Well, even any award, would you rather take that player or the field? And I guess I'm taking the field in the MVP I respect that. I I get that. I get that. But Like I said, he's going to finish top four. Maybe he probably, if in my scenario, he probably finishes number two. I just don't think he wins it. Okay. So you have Giannis winning again? I have the field. Somebody else other than Luka winning it. I think Giannis is going to be up for consideration. I think LeBron is going to be up there. Because, mind you, I think it's four legitimate people who can win. LeBron has AD. Like, that's the thing. Like, LeBron has AD who's also playing at an MVP level. They both. That's what I'm saying. They're going to split votes. Like, granted, even though Russell Westbrook's not putting up the numbers. No, no. He's he's still He's playing awful. He's playing awful. He's playing really bad. He's playing awful. But. Like, he's actually hurting that team. But I also would say that's the reason James Harden is averaging more points than he's ever averaged. Russell Westbrook for, and this is something I disagree with Leak in the um, season preview podcast, Russell Westbrook, Russell, Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook is making them play a lot faster. It's quantity over quality. I said they were going to play faster. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I disagree. I was like, yo, Harden's not going to slow down or he's not going to speed up for Westbrook. No, but he has. like, He's running shots. up and down the floor. He's getting up more shots. So it's quantity over quality. That's why he's shooting worse, but he's averaging more. It's more shot attempts. He's just shooting more. So, I mean, yeah, the raw numbers look good, but is he really playing saying, any it, better than he did last they year? They transitioned to wins. They started off the season really slow where they couldn't defend. Now the team has the flipped it like in like year. the last 10 games where they've been on the top five defensive uh, rating uh, rated team. I mean, my point is like he's doing exactly what he did last year because that's how they started off last year, remember? Being fair to Harden, though, last year he was in the MVP race as well. I'm not saying he shouldn't like, be in the yeah. race. He yeah, finished what? Second. Finish second, second, like, second. I'm not saying he shouldn't be Honestly, in the race. But that's what I'm saying. You can make the case that he should have won last year, He should have probably won yeah. last year. So, it's, it's through legitimate... I don't think he should have won either of the Steph Curry ones. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the NFL, I mean, the NBA Players mm-hmm. Association voted for him. Blah, blah, blah. Those are Steph Curry's MVPs in my mind. But definitely that Giannis one could have been his. Yeah. I think if he just didn't go sad. Honestly, the year that Russ got his, had James not went sad against San Antonio, James could be looking at three MVPs right now. I mean, the MVP vote was already out before then. 
But we all know still. I feel like when did they make it the players? Uh, they change it from like giving it at the beginning in the beginning to yeah. afterwards. Yeah. La- it last year was the second year they did the player awards, yeah. correct? Something like that, yeah. I definitely feel like at least when it became player awards, they definitely remember your playoff performance during that award show when they're giving it out. But the votes are supposed but, I mean, to be the votes in. They're the, supposed the to, but they are. I mean, like, yeah, but they like they give their award. They give their votes already, out for yeah, the They've the already season, voted, <laughs> but I do think that the narrative behind I feel like, yeah, has played with that, like. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he's been coming up second a lot of times because, yeah, he has been, for what they said, choking. Yeah, or coming up second. I can defend James off this one, and I don't. I'm not a big James Harden defender, but there is a specific story that doesn't um, accompany his playoff performances. Because mind you, the San Antonio was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Portland was like four or five years ago. In recent history, he just keeps losing to the NBA champs. Yeah, sad. He goes out sad each time, but who didn't they beat? He didn't lose to the champs this past year. Well, they lost KD. And then Clay. And then Clay in that finals. When he lost to them, though, bro. But then when he lost oh, to yeah. them, he went out sad. Steph Curry has zero right, points right. in the first yeah, game. Just, I just, half, I just and needed he finished that. the game with 30. I told you, I don't I needed defend that to James be a lot. Yeah. But in that sentiment, he has been listening, he has been losing to arguably one of the greatest dynasties ever. Sounds so the last like three Toronto years, Raptors. you've been going outside, but you've been going outside to the people everybody went outside to. Right, right. I, I'm not like I said. I'm not opposed to James being mentioned because he's still putting up stupid numbers. I'm not opposed to uh, LeBron being in the case because they're 14 and two, AD, and he's leading the league in assists. I think if anything, I could see. Them just splitting votes, and that's why neither of them will win. Because there are nights when you can say AD, AD is an MVP candidate. I mean, but didn't Braun win uh, MVP with the Heat? But here's the here's the thing about Dwayne Wade. Wade but but Dwayne Wade level. was not playing at the level AD's playing at right You're now. Right. I think the only difference between the AD and LeBron situation is LeBron's just so much more. I don't know, marketable. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah. it's just easier to say, oh, LeBron's the MVP for the Lakers. People will it's want so LeBron much to easier to say. Thing yeah. is, there's a couple years when like, LeBron was in those last couple years he had in Cleveland where he wasn't in like the MVP running where he was he like was top MVP. three, but he was an MVP. He was the MVP. I think the year that James actually got his MVP, I thought LeBron was true. James was the most outstanding player. LeBron was the most valuable player that year. But then again, we have that argument between most outstanding and most valuable, mm-hmm. like every year when we talk about the MVP. I think this is one of those cases where we look at Luca and he's the most outstanding right Luka now. Luca is the most. And he's oh, no, that's also the most valuable. I don't the know. The only thing if about we're him is the season like this. Yeah, he got it. it that's might, what I'm we're, saying. Yeah, it's we're been only 15 a month games. in. We're only a month in, or a little less than a month in. But it's been 15 games. Like I said, he's he's definitely hands down gonna finish one of the, with one of the top four votes. I say he'll probably finish with top two votes. I don't think he wins. This is if is Jimmy Butler in this conversation. He is. I was gonna say that. I didn't know. Mind the you, Heat I don't think playing, like, the, sa- well. the same way I think he's in it right now was the same way last year Blake started off going bananas, bananas. and then tailed out. So, like technically speaking, yes, if we are a month in, Jimmy Butler has to be an MVP candidate. But I am not buying the fact that this is gonna continue. Because they're top, what? The, the third in the conference. The third, yeah. Which is shout out to them. Like I said, Miami Heat, like. I don't see why it wouldn't continue, in all honesty. It's I, not like they're doing something that's. They got seven guys averaging double figures. Like, that doesn't change. I think. 
I'm looking at it because right now Philly is five. Philly's not going to finish year five. Yeah, I feel like they're going to. They're climb up. they're going to climb up. Indiana's going to get Vic soon. They're mm-hmm. going to climb up. So that's what I'm saying. Somebody's going to be coming for that third. Kyle Lowry is going to come back, and Toronto is exceeding all of our expectations. Yeah, not yeah, mine. I, I definitely. You had him at four. Yeah, yeah. 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 y'all made talk me down to six. Yeah. I had him at four. Hey, I'm, but hey. everybody said I was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm persuasive, bro. Shut up. <laughs> so I mean, I'll say this: if they stay at three, he has to be an MVP candidate. I mean, he's only averaging 18 right now. It's like, but what he. Jimmy's one of those guys where certain times he's making an impact. You have to give him credit because I'm pretty sure he's flirting with a career high in assists this year. I think so, He's yeah. had multiple, like, mm-hmm. double-digit assist games, and that's what I will give Jimmy credit for. He has said he's all about winning, and he's actually showing it right now. Yeah, he's Honest become an all-about playmaker. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Miami, and I've, we've talked about Miami a lot because I was high on Miami. So was I. Um, I if they, if I they keep this higher. up, yeah. if they keep this up, I'm definitely looking at Spolster like, Coach of the coach year. Spolstra is coach of the year, right? Be. But we all knew right Spolstra can coach. Oh, most definitely. Even but even back when Bron and was there, like that's the reason they butt heads was because he could coach. Bron doesn't yeah. like being coached. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm definitely hot. Like right now, my two my two guys for the race right now in terms of coach of the year is definitely Spolstra, and I'll probably have to go uh, my guy out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um. Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Snyder. I'm not going to give you coach of the year if you five. I mean, you're in the the West. You're in a loaded conference. It's the West, and I think in terms of – It's a three-way tie for third. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we just got to see how it finishes out. Mind you, Quinn has a a very solid team. Quinn has more pieces than Miami does. Quinn has more pieces than Miami. I would have said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But the way these guys are playing, I don't know about that. Donovan Mitchell – we're talking about Baby Flash. We're Rudy talking Gobert. about one of the best guys to never touch an all-star game in Mike Conley. Facts. We're talking about Rudy Gay. We're talking about two solid Rudy role Gay. guys. Huh? Rudy Gay. Rudy Gobert, I'm tripping. <laughs> and de- a defensive player of the year candidate. Facts. We're talking about two very solid role players in Angles and Bogdanovich. Yeah. Compared to now Miami. Now, after that, that's your five. <laughs> and then I'm trying to let me see what they got coming off the bat. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to start doing something right now. <laughs> Justin Winslow is balling. Jimmy Butler is a perennial two-way player. Like, has been forever. But Justin is Gordon not. Dragic is with Justin Gordon start, Dragic with, is hooping. He, Kendrick Nunn is hooping. Tyler Harrow is hooping. But look, like, at, look at who they're doing it with. Miami is doing that with Kendrick Nunn, an undrafted dude. Duncan Robinson, a guy who started off playing Division saying, And what I'm Spolstra saying is. is doing more with less. And what I'm saying Spolstra is. Spolstra is doing more with less. So we, like but say, I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is, after seeing the pieces play, I'm looking at the pieces for what they are now. Is he, After 15 I think, games, I think, Miami's pieces are very comparable to Utah's pieces. I'll say this. Bam is balling. Like, Bam, Bam has been – Bam Who is this kid Duncan Robinson, dog? Bro, he's Where actually – he was from? always solid. Like, like, he was good at Michigan. He was solid at Michigan. He's talking about Michigan. We're talking about the league now. Like, he Two came out of games. nowhere. Bro, gave, Spolster, gave the was doing – I'll say this. The reason why I think Spolstra is more of a candidate for head coach of the year rather than Quinn. Quinn has guys that you know what they're going to bring you. The reason you're asking, like, who was Duncan? One thing about being a coach, Brian, you know sometimes is can you get your guy to do things that he didn't even think he was capable of doing? Story of my coaching career. And I think Eric is just getting more out of his guys right now. And I think Quinn has already just a more talented roster on paper. Because I don't think Justice would start on Utah. Winslow, I don't think he would. 
Because mind you, they're starting Mike Donovan, Ingles, Bogdanovich, Rudy. I don't think Justice starts on that team. For okay. what they he do doesn't. and how they play, I don't think he does. I think he's a very – a guy that contributes. I don't think he's starting on this Miami team anymore. Now, Justice, is, he's hurt right now. Yeah, he's he didn't, he didn't play yesterday. That's why they got whooped up on by um, Philly. But if he's healthy, he starts. They may go on and start coming off the bench. And that was partially because Kendrick has been coming on the scene playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, like I said, I just think with the culture, like – and, I mean, even Myers Leonard, he was a guy that, like – was looking like he was just always going to be that third big in Portland. And now Spolster's, you know, winning games with him being a starter. I think Spolster's just pulling more out of his guys. I think Quinn just... I won't argue with that. Huh? I won't argue with that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Both of those teams are having great years so yeah. far. Yeah. Both of them are having great years. But shout out, shout out, Eric. And like I said, shout out, Jimmy, because... A lot of guys always say they want to win, want to win. Really, it's you want to win on your terms. Nah, it looks like he actually yeah. wants to win. So, I guess we'll jump back on the Luka train. Do y'all think he can at least keep this up? Right I now, he's averaging 29, I'm just going to say, yeah. 30, 10 points. I mean, 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 9.7 assists. Do y'all think he can keep that up? Uh, I think maybe it's going to drop a little bit, but it's going to be around there. He's going to finish with a near triple-double. I, I, I don't see why it slows down. I say he finishes somewhere around like 27, 9, and 8. Mm. I'll say the reason why he might slow down, which would be good from a team standpoint. Chris Saps picks it up. He would slow down, yeah, because Chris Saps might start getting it together. And if Chris Saps was like New York Chris Saps, Luka might not have to average like 29, 10, and 10 every night. He might he might have to. He can he could potentially take back. Four to five of them shots because Chris Saps is now in his ba- in his bag. Okay, B. It might go up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the more I look at the roster, the more I'm just like, ain't no other ball handlers out here. It's Luca. They still got JJ Barea holding on for dear life. Jalen Brunson, Delon Wright, only two. Semi decent ball handlers on the team, unless Chris Stapps does pick it up. Yeah, and we, we we giving Chris Stapps a pretty hard time right now. He is. I, mean, I like him. He's, he's, well. he's, he's averaging hey. eighteen to nine. Like he's he's we well. we recognize that it's going to take him a minute. So we're comparing him to himself. Yeah, like to what we saw previously in New mm-hmm. York. So yeah, it's like we. I'm not sitting here saying he's trash by no means. We just it takes time to like get those basketball yeah. legs back. I mean, he, yeah, for him being a footer too, that's gonna take, that's gonna take you a that much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I can see it honestly going up because we're still talking about a dude who's only twenty. Yeah. Like he's still, as much as it sounds crazy to say, he's still learning the NBA game. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. even in his prime yet. He's not like six years. Nah, he's, he's close prime. to his prime. Nah, we looking at future best player in the league though. No, nah, we're, we're looking at a scenario. We're looking at a scenario where. I think tomorrow I talked to you about it where we could have three Euro dudes being a bro, top, top 15 players bro, in the league. Bro, in two, three years. No, we said it on the pod. I yeah. think it was yeah. after we did, like, we went through, like, our war Luka, projections Giannis, and Giannis like is, that. what, 25? Yep. Mm-hmm. It could be Luka, Giannis, back to, yeah, because we, we talked about what Lu- they linked Luka, up in the Giannis, final and song. Jokic can be three top 10 international guys. And then Chris Stapps become Chris Stapps again. And then he, now. We were now, talking about Pascal when he won it uh, most improved. Ooh, so are we potentially looking at a league where Maybe oh maybe more the than top half. three people in the league might not be American. Yeah, I would say scary. top. It might be because Luca's probably gonna end up being one of the best. It might honestly go Luca Giannis one day. 
In two years, you can't tell me it might go like Giannis, Luka, Luka, Giannis. Luka's not going to be the number two player in the league in two years from now. Look what he's doing right now. Look what he's doing right now. There's still still an American from the old generation that's going to hold on to the spot. We're sounding like a boomer. In two two years. So, Leak, real talk. Really, though. Real talk. There's still guys like Carl Anthony Towns. I'm still talking just young guys. So, my point is so who are you taking right now, Carl or Luka? Right now, Luca and Luca's Luca's younger. So how's that gonna change? Luca's gonna get better, and Carl is too. Don't get me wrong. There's They're still both some older. There's still some older guys. So Ooh. right now, name like Ooh. so like somebody that I'll take two years. I can say no, AD maybe. I'm AD. saying even right now, maybe right now, AD. who are players you definitively take over Luca right now? I mean, you about to name one of the guys that's taking a year off right now that I wouldn't be shocked. Steph Curry in still two years could still be Steph. Curry. I'm saying right now, just right now, right, who I'm are the to, players that you definitively say? Are better than Luca, James Harden, Giannis. I think that's a debate. James Harden is. You don't think it's better? I than I think Luka? that's a debate. I think that's an honest. You think you debate. have to debate right now if James Harden is better than Luca? Luca's averaging thirty, shooting much 50%. better, and averaging more assists, more rebounds. My like that's a I, debate. I, I'm not the highest on James. I'm just giving James his respect. I mean, for what I'm, he's done. I'm not saying James yeah. is trash. I'm just saying like Luca's in my top ten conversation. You taking Luca over Damian Lillard? Mind you, Damien is with a team that I've been saying for on the last couple of pods is going to be blowing it up this year. I mean, I said they weren't that good at the so beginning. Yeah. So, but you're saying, would you podcast. take Luca over Dame? Let's not forget what he just did. I mean, yeah, it's hard. Like, that's a real conversation. I think I would take Dame. Fair enough. Luca's not far behind, though. <laughs> okay. I still think this guy with two years of development. Might be just as good, if not past this dude. I would be okay if you took Luca right now, Luca or Donovan. Think about Donovan two years from now. I'm taking Luca now. Yes, Luca now. Yes, Luca now. Yes, Luca now. Yes, Luca now. I'm taking Luca now and later. Yes, Luca now. But come on now. I'm taking Luca now and Donovan's already. One of them has playoff experience. I'm saying you give Donovan two more years. Donovan's playoff experience ain't that colorful though. Like. That's true, but every rookie's not still give baby he's flash still cold. respect. We're giving him credit. We're, we're, not, we're not saying these guys are trash. I'm just saying Luca's in my top ten, maybe top seven conversation. Anthony right Davis in two years will be better. Than I just said AD. I'm just one of the few. I give you. Through, That's I'm, one of the few I give. I'm just going through guys. I'm just saying the, no, the, Joel Embiid in two years. I'm taking Luca in two years. Joel Embiid in two years. I'm taking Luca, bro. I don't know when Joel's gonna be on the court. I just don't know when he's playing. I don't know if I take Joel now. I'm picking. If we just keep it to the young guys, I think there's only like two, maybe three. That's even up for conversation. Yeah, I'm just referring to guys like in we, the league right now. But yeah. we we're just doing Mind full you, on Clay the Thompson league. in two years is still gonna be not better than Luca. You don't think Clay? So right now, a healthy Clay is not better than Luca. A healthy Clay is not he better do, than Luca. He can't do what Luca do. I can say this: yeah, Luca can't playing, do what Clay does. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're, they're they're style two of play is, yeah. style of play is to, totally two complete styles. But of play you can run a cool. franchise around one. You can't run a franchise around Clay. And that's the that's the argument I was gonna make. One's I'll a franchise that, player, the other isn't. One, Luke, Talent and ability set aside, like yeah, Luca's not gonna give you respect sixty Clay, off eight dribbles. Respect like, Clay he's Thompson. He's not gonna do that. I want to respect, respect Clay Thompson. Respect Clay Thompson. Disrespect. All right, I was just making sure. I was smelling. I'm not Thompson. I was about to say. No, no, no. I don't think it's a thing of disrespecting the other stars. I, I think it's say. about properly respecting what Luca is <laughs> nah, becoming. And Homeboy is great because I like, mean, like I was. I think it was a couple. We were watching them. Play I pulled Boston. up at TK Crib one day, and the first thing I said was, 
that kid is James Harden, but he's going to be better. I said, that's a white James Harden, but he's going to be a whole lot better. Warren's tough. Remember yeah. all the arguments we had when uh, me and man lived together to James, and I was trying to tell you Luka should be I, definitively the number one overall pick. I could understand that. Like I said, what just scared me was because a lot of these young Europeans come get, around. I remember, but they got it figured out in recent years. Yeah, this ain't Darko no more, bro. I wouldn't say all. These kids are swaggy. This ain't Dante Exum. All the Euros don't have it figured out because people was definitely saying Drake and Bender's name in the same sense as like Kevin Durant. I'm not gonna say (laughs) all of these Euros, but I'll say this. That's fact. Luca. Some GMs got to. What Luca has is, and all these Euro guys for the most part are professionals by the time they're 16, 17. But like, I think what really makes them special for one. He's been playing against these top level guys since he was 16, 17. Like mm-hmm. some of these guys are professional. Some of these guys are professional at 16, 17, but they're still playing in a second. Like Giannis no, played no. in a second league. In no, he was playing in probably the it second was- hardest league to play in in the world, and he won an MVP. That's and, the and kid we're talking saying. about. Yeah. And then when you watch him play, what I noticed last week when I was watching him play, of course. That dude, for one, he has, like, remember when you play Halo and you got, like, the rocket launcher? Like, mm-hmm. if I have to describe his ability to shoot, it's like that. From the standpoint of, like, the as far as these deep step, tra- step back trades that he's hitting at a consistent rate. And then I love his passing. I think that's his most slept on trait. Like, the hand. Like, is that slept on? I don't <laughs> think anything is slept on about this kid. I think I think, know- I think if anything, it's his rebounding. I think he, he has an, he's not super athletic. Yeah. He just knows positioning. He knows how to he's get so to where he gets to. Very, like, very Larry Bird-esque. Very much so. It's Bird-esque. Like, it's Bird. So it's- just trying to, like, find the right spot. That's why I was like, bro, don't say Draymond. Oh, ah, ten times. We're not like, 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 if anything, say Luke. Oh, my gosh. Say Luca's modern-day Larry Bird, bro. I said that before, too, so let's not right, act just, like I haven't said yeah. that before. But Luca and Draymond shouldn't be compared. Should never be compared. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're not doing this. Which is, yeah. We're not <laughs> but going back, going back, I'll say this. Yeah. Luca is going to definitely, I'll say in two years. Two years, he might very, I mean. I think Luca. I think we can be make a second. conversation about him being top five in the NBA. He's top ten right now. He's, he's he, top he probably, ten in the league right now. He probably rounds out the top ten. He rounds it out. Let's name our t- top ten dudes. He rounds it out. I can't. You think he's you think easily Luka, in my top ten. You think he'll, top he'll be 10 seven right to ten like right he's now? Somewhere between seven and ten. Yeah, right I'm gonna say now. he's seven to ten right now. Bron, AD, Bron, this AD, is no Kawhi, Kawhi, PG, James Harden, Jokic, then Jokic, Giannis, Giannis, Dame. Steph is hurt. Katie's hurt. Like I think, so I th- I say if you make a if everyone's healthy, I don't think he's top ten now. If everyone's healthy, he still might. He, he still argues, might be in he, there. Like, he's it, but I don't think he is either. I don't if think everybody's he's top 10, healthy, if he's not, healthy. Mind you, he's top fifteen right now. I'll say that easy, easy, hands down. And that's credit to him. If everybody's healthy, he might not be top. Because boy, you're twenty years old and you're already top fifteen. Like you're gonna be great. He's like like I was talking with Taman yesterday about like. Generational this and that, this and that. Luca is like okay. This is about okay. our, like kids are gonna remember generational guard. I want. Yeah. I want. Uh, let me highlight something. When Derrick Rose won his MVP, yes sir. 20 years old. Twenty one. He was 20, 21. 21. 21. 21 years old when he won his MVP. Where did y'all put him in terms of top ten? Top. 15? I'd have to bring up that. Yeah, I got I'd have to remind He wasn't. Of, I don't think he was in my top five at that point, though. Definitely no, top 15, probably still. 
I'd say probably Vance. Because I would be safe. I would say he was in my he, top fifteen. The pup, and he, the only reason why I'm saying this, mm-hmm. the consensus was, and I heard from like a lot of different people, like, oh my god, this dude's already a top ten NBA player in the league. You talking about who? Derrick Rose. When he won that MVP, he was already top ten. He was already Maybe. pressing to be one of the best point guards in the league. Definitely, on, like 2010. 2010. And now we're talking about Lucas, Dwight Howard, LeBron, Kobe, KD. Russ, he's in James. There. He's in that top 10. Yeah, he probably was D- in that top 10. D- he's, D- he's better Wade. than Russ. D-Wade was Russ, yeah, still Russ up there. And James yeah. Chris Bosh really, still yeah, 10. yeah, Russ and James weren't Tim, there yet. You got it. You had to respect Tim Duncan still at that time. Dirk. Okay. So, Dirk. Uh, yeah. You had to respect Dirk yeah. in 2011. So you had to respect Dirk in 2011. I'm trying to yeah. think about the numbers, the names I counted. So, and the only reason I bring this up is the reason why a lot of people are hesitant on Luka because he just not that Sexy of a ball player. Nah, it's sexy what he does. He's you not. Have to have he's not banging eye. on people. Got, and, and that's he's the only dunk, thing he's, he's not doing. But skying. He's, he's not but like the skill. I'll give him credit for the skill that he is displaying bet. on a night in and night out basis. Is just no, it's, it's generational. Like it's the 2020, this decade that we're about to live in. So is I'm trying to remember. So I'm trying to understand why is it so hard to put him in the top ten then? Just because I still think if everybody might round it out right now. But when everybody's healthy, everybody like when KD is, comes back and Steph comes back, like he, that yeah. bounces Lucas back because he's not he's not touching him right now. He's not better than Steph. He's not better than KD. Why right does now. it bounce him back? Why does it bounce the Jokic's back? Why because they're bounce? better than him. So wherever he is, are we sure? Are we sure Nikola Jokic is better than Luka no, Doncic? No, I was talking about KD and Steph. Oh, it bounces all of them back because Steph and KD are yeah, probably still KD. arguably top five talent. So anybody who snuck in. To top five or whatever, like everybody goes back two spots. Because Katie and Steph are better than James. And we're saying that might be the only guy that can win the MVP. So the top five, when they come back, is probably going to round out with like Steph, Braun, KD, Kawhi, AD, something like that. Okay. So everybody gets bounced back if you were not one of those five. So that's why Luca might get bounced so out of the top 10. KD at three, insert yeah, Steph, Steph at, at four, five, or whatever. And then everybody yeah. else slide two. I don't know if that happens to Luca. Luca, he has to because he's not better than him. So they're jumping him. So he has to get slid. Is he better than Steph right now? Is he better than KD? If KD no. comes back healthy, we're assuming he is. I'm saying I don't know if that bounces. I don't know if that's enough to bounce Luca out of the top ten. Oh, you're saying he's still that high in the top ten yeah. that he still won't end up at eleven or twelve. Yeah. I mean respect. Shout out Luca, man. Was a problem. Wow. I I knew he was gonna be good this year, but not thirty and ten and ten. All right, man. What's next? What's next? What you got for us? Dang, y'all. Well, really? from somebody at the peak of their career to somebody at the bottom. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Good stuff, Good stuff. Nice way to get us there. They're about to scapegoat, my man's, right? They're about, they're I said it <laughs> when he got there. You think they're going to scapegoat him? He yeah. ain't been there long enough yes. yet. They haven't yeah. won a game since he's been there, though. They weren't winning games before he got there. I said that when he signed, though. I was like, yo, the team isn't good already. He's not going to make them significantly better. They haven't better. played with Dane yet, either. Facts. I don't think Dane... Dane was playing amazing before, and they still were losing yeah. games. Like, I don't think no, it about, changes. They're, they're about to build this up, and I think Melo's going to be... This was just an opportunity for Melo to get you a couple more bucks for one last time in the league. You know, I think they'll let him finish out the season. Nah, I don't know. I don't it depends know. on how bad You got to get to January to get the, the guaranteed the guarantee bag. Guaranteed bag. So, right now, Carmelo's averaging 13 points, 
four rebounds, shooting 34% from the field. 34 30, from the field? It's two like, games. Yeah. It's two games. It's two games. He even working out with three, Brickley yeah. three, three times yeah. three a three day. Games, exactly. three games, exactly. It's three? Who was that? Yeah. He played Milwaukee. He played New Orleans. New Orleans. And he played Cleveland. Played Cleveland? They lost to Cleveland? That's the record, yeah. They got smashed. I went to sleep last night. Oh, man. They got smashed. Shooting 31% from three as well. What was CJ doing? Doesn't matter. That's why they're going to move him, bruh. Brooke, Portland is blowing it up this year. Man. So who should? So when Portland blows it up now, of course, Melo's going to be gone. CJ's going to be gone. Man. Who would you like to see? Because I feel like they're going to restart everything with Dame, Nurkic, Zach Collins. I love, you know who That's a name I would good. love to see? I huh? don't know if they're going to be able good. to pull it off. That's it's, not good. It's not good. So who are you moving CJ for to restart with? I would love for them to try to get Brad. Brad. Brad Bill. Real quick, oh, real quick, real quick. We jumped, we jumped, we jumped mm-hmm. too fast. Do y'all think this is Melo's last year? Yes. Yeah, probably. It should, it should be. It should be. So I don't think I don't think it should. Well, I think he it is. accept that reality is a different discussion. I don't think it should be his last year. I think it is. It should be his last. Should be his last. So it we're seeing be. the end of. The they're life. playing him at the five now. Yeah. I mean, there's no one else there. They don't care what Fact, they're doing. It's also because <laughs> he can't even guard stretch fours now. Yeah. <laughs> You saw him try to rise up on Jackson Hayes and Jackson not having <laughs> like that. He he ain't got it no more. Like, once again, is he a guy who could honestly, if you keep leave him open, knock down shots? Absolutely. No doubt about it. He still can shoot. That wonderful pull up he hit that first game, I was like, ooh, that's vintage Melo. That that's who Melo is. And on the same token, he's gonna do that and shoot 35%. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. You can't guard nobody. Nah. He's act, you know what? I will give him props. He's actually trying to move the ball really well. He's trying to pass the ball, he's trying to play in Portland system. He's still just not as a good crazy passer. As crazy as and this is how you know it's time for him to go because y'all are gonna look at Tamon's gonna hate me when I say this. Right now, mm-hmm. if we take away names, look at stats, and I feel like what they bring to the court. By the end of this year, you won't be able to tell me Melo produces more than Roy Hachimura for the Wizards. Nah, I'm not gonna hate you. For All right, that. I didn't know if you was nah. just off the strength of nostalgia that we have from Melo, but like, nah. yeah, like I said, Melo deserved to be in a league. That's all I. That's literally the minimum. The 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 minimum argument I've been making these last couple months. And my argument has always been, he does not help you anymore in the league. Well, I don't care because I was right. He got <laughs> to the league in November. How I called it. <laughs> Nothing else matters as long as I was right. And I'm right too because he's not helping Portland. We can both be right. Portland isn't helping Portland either. Yeah. My point is, what team does he help? Name the team. And when he you helped. asked that a couple months ago, I didn't answer, and I just exactly. waited until we changed the topic. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, the team that the last team he really could have helped was if he would have. Bro, the Bulls. Up. I think that's the last time he could have actually he helped and competed for he a chip. Have, oh yeah, competing for a chip definitely in that Bulls because that would have been hot. You'd talk. D Rose before the injuries because yeah. all that Bulls team needed was a wing that could score. Not even play defense. You still had Joakim protecting the paint. Everybody else on the floor is playing defense. Mm-hmm. Melo, you're not going to get anybody a uh, number one option. You're not going to have to guard them. All you have to do is come in there and drop at least 22 a game, which was at that time easy, for him. easy effortless for Melo. Yeah, and you played alongside the youngest MVP. I don't know how, I don't know how him and Rose would have worked together. But. Who, well, all they needed yeah, was they a buck. All I, they needed was a buck I'll on that I'll say thing. this. I think in some weird world it could have worked. I don't think Tibbs would have been the guy to figure nope. it out. Nope. Nah, 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 nah. It wouldn't have been not Tibbs, Tibbs to figure that's, it out. That's, that's true. Uh, somebody, somebody out there maybe could have. Mark Jackson could have made that work. Mark Jackson could have started that, to make it, it work. At that time period, that would maybe. That would have worked. 
Because, mind you, we're still talking 2011. This is before Space and Pace abducted right. the entire league. So, like, a player's coach, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that had that 90s mindset like Mark could have made that work. Yeah, but yeah, I t- see it. I Tibbs, nah, that was never going to work. That I actually see. may have... that may D-Rose may have never gotten an MVP, and then Melo's career may have flamed up quicker. Because Melo didn't get with George Carl, and, like, as much as they beefed, they were still winning games. George Carl's weird, though. He can coach. Though. He can coach. Well documented, but he's not a is not a player's coach. But like he knows what he's doing with the clipboard in his hand. Yeah, man. So going back Mello's to you, done. going back to you, y'all say Melo's done, but blowing up Portland, uh, where where do you say where do you see um, CJ going or where CJ CJ is the one that's gonna move. I I see CJ coming to the East. I was saying it a while ago. Like I just see it being a scenario where like he could go. You think CJ's a one? Nah, I think... First option. He's a two. I think, yeah, I think he's best at a two. I think a team might take that chance and give him a one just because, like, there's... Like, a team that will never be able to sign a number one will give him that opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you could trade for it, like, I think a team would. A team like in Orlando... Kind of hope he does that James Harden explosion. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Orlando's, they're never... Nobody's ever going to sign with them. So they would be willing to give up some pieces to trade for that. Um, <laughs> Give Malfur Camino back. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Portland just needs to add, and they were always missing a wing, like, one more wing. Mm-hmm. And the best that they ever got in all these years of having Damon, CJ, the best wing they ever put next to him was Rodney Hood. Evan Turner. I don't know, like, and that's, that's telling me those are the two best, like, in defense, it's hard to put wings next to Damon CJ because Damon CJ are going to have the ball pretty much eighty five percent of the game, so it's hard to put a wing next to them that can really help. They what, need three and D wings. What it was though, but and they never could provide that. Like for a long time, they had Al Farouk who provided the defensive aspect. Al but, was in charge. Couldn't hit, but he didn't start hitting shots till late. And at the end of the day, that's Brett, when they made their Western Conference run. And yeah, that was the one time. Like, had they potentially been able to do that like a year or so earlier, like then maybe I don't know if they're in the situation they're in right now, but... I mean, that's asking a lot, though. Like, you got a diamond in the rough with Dane. Mm-hmm. You got a diamond in the rough yeah. with CJ. Ju- uh, I said Yusuf. Yusuf Nurkic was another... Di- like, they've actually hit on all of their potential moves for the most part, especially when it comes to their star players. Yeah. Now you're talking about adding role players. Right? Like, you're not going to hit all those. And then, like I said, Alfred Camino, granted, didn't hit shots early, but did develop and became kind of that player. Maurice Hart was the same way. It, yeah, it wasn't until their last but year. And takes, like, yeah. like, that's most teams, though. It takes time. Like, you got to keep the team together. You got to hope that they produce. You got to hope that they mature, develop, so on and so forth. And when the time is right, you got to strike. The problem is you happen to come up in the same era where Houston mm-hmm. exists, Golden State exists, LeBron exists. The sad thing is, though, some teams just aren't meant to win a ring. Facts. Yeah. They're, they're, and it doesn't make them bad or not Hall of Fame players. Like, Dame. Dame is a Hall of Fame. Dame Hall of Fame. CJ's, ha, I don't think CJ has. He needs a couple. He needs a couple. He needs to go somewhere else to make himself a Hall of Fame. No, he's not touching the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to say that, depending on what he does with another team. Yeah. He's to put that jury out on them. He's got a lot of career ahead of him. Yeah, I'm not just going to. Um, he has to go bananas for the rest of his career, which I don't think is too crazy to ask of him. If he could, he's not, he's not playing bad. Like yeah. it isn't like his numbers are so low that he has to like do something spectacular. He just has to because he had a hell, he had a hell of a playoffs last year too. But still, like as a number two option, 
and your team's not winning you chips, so that's not going on your resume. How many All Star appearances? That's why he has to go to the East. He has to go to the East to try to rack up on these. He's going to have to go bananas because he doesn't have any individual accolades, regardless Mm -hmm. of his performance, regardless of how we love his skill and ability, and how big his bag um, of moves has gotten. I'm about to. I'm about to. Regardless of all that, you're still going to need individual accomplishments. I'm about to bring up the perfect player that'll let you know it's not too late for him to make a Hall of Fame career. When I bring up. How many years each of these guys spent before they got to like that right final situation? Mind you, he's good in Portland right now, but like you said, he's not touching the All Star game in the West. So this dude played. Let me see how many seasons. I hope you can't see my computer. Before he <laughs> made an All Star game, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This dude went ten seasons before touching an All Star game. Had a way lower role than CJ, and now people are talking about him being. A top three guy in this organization's history and an all-star and potentially a Hall of Famer, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry took him 10 years to touch an all-star game. And he was a way less of a role player than what CJ was. But what's going to boost Kyle Lowry? So I, I can guarantee you this. Kyle Lowry. If Hall they of didn't Famer? win a chip. Some people are talking. People if they be didn't win a chip, people that, be saying that's not it. A, a conversation. I'm just saying, I don't think he is, but people be saying He's it. not a Hall of Famer either. But the fact that he has a chip on his resume is going to get him there way faster than anything CJ can do. And you don't know what happens if CJ goes somewhere to the East. I'm not, not saying... I don't think he's going to end up with a chip. Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer. He's not. I don't think he is. No. Some people be saying it, but Kyle has made one, two, three, Man, he'll be four. a Tor- Toronto Raptor Hall of Famer. Oh, definitely. He got them their first chip. He stayed the longest to help them get their chip. Yeah. That's crazy. And people call him a top three Raptor. Some people do. I mean, Vince... Kawhi, Lowry, Demar. Nah, I'm, I'm taking Lowry. I'm, I'm taking sorry, I'm taking Lowry's been there longer. Produced one chip with you. Uh, Granted, Demar didn't choose the lead, but he won't dare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you can say Demar's more talented, but we're just talking about Raptor. Demar more than they love Kyle. They, they yeah. do. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna knock that. At the end of the day, Kyle only one of the mugs in the championship know, photo. He's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And the thing is, nobody was going to take on Kyle Lowry. That's why he stayed. It wasn't hey, because like DeMar you got traded. what you he... want. Only one of them is in the championship photo. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying he's definitely more talented than two. The sickest thing ever was when um, the Spurs went back to Toronto last year and Kawhi and Kyle trapped DeMar for game and stole oh, yeah, the ball. Yeah, that, that was, was the sickest up. thing. That was sad. Ha, ha, ha. But nah, like... <laughs> he cried a little inside. You know he did. If <laughs> CJ goes to the East, man, like... I think any team in the Eastern Conference would be very happy to have CJ. So the question becomes, if Portland's going to blow this up, what are they blowing it up for? Are you blowing it up to stay in contention, or are you just blowing it up with the idea of we're restarting? Well, I think If you're blowing the restarting, you got to get Dame out of yeah, there. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Dame's got to go, That too. was my point. I talked to Leek about this, too. I think Dame's going to retire Trailblazer. So that so that so tells you're me gonna blow it that up they're not they're not getting rid of CJ then. I think they are, but I think they're gonna try to bring in another piece immediately. So like, who do you trade CJ and for? I, that I just brought up the name. I don't think Ooh. I don't think Dame's ever gonna win a ring. But it's some people that's not gonna win championships, and it's it's not their fault. It's just the level of competition that they have to go against. Exactly. I think I think what they could potentially do, and if I'm pulling the only other thing that I'll try. They've been trying the, the, the duo thing. We, you know, we're going to rock with these two guys. Mm-hmm. Even back a couple years ago when John and Brad were screaming like they were the best backcourt like in the league, like Dame and CJ have always been around. But like now they're at a point where like the duo that they've had the longest is now longer not even a top three duo in their own conference. Right. So I think what they might try to do now is allow kind of Dame to like, 
Dame, how much more do you got in your bag to be able to unleash and lead this team like with no duo? Like we're gonna potentially get you some better other supporting cast pieces, but Dame, we want you to be James Harden. That doesn't win you though. That's not good. They're gonna try it though. I don't think the, anything I mean, they do is going yeah, to. Yeah, so my them point anything. is at that point you get. So you're this, saying this blow it me, up. This yeah. is where me and Greg are Yeah, very you're saying blowing up, trying We're to like, get yo, it. There's yeah. no point in staying a six seed forever. Exactly. Blow it up. Restart. Mm. Dame, we where you want to go? Dame, where do you want to go? Yeah. And we'll make it happen. But my See, thing I said the same thing to CJ. Where you want to go, bro? Because you stood by us. You've done everything we, we asked you. We love you. We appreciate you. We will you. try to send you where and you want. And if Dame says something like, I don't want to leave, now then we you're not going to I'm going to look at the table like, hey, dude, this is not really a choice. We're just being nice right now. Exactly. And I promise you, now we're going to have an issue because no other stars, bro, if you force Dame out of Portland, nobody's yeah. going to ever want to go play for you. But hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, you're not. Hold you're up. not. Once, so look, this, and, here, and here's where y'all missing it. You, y'all trying to focus too much on the immediacy of this thing. Y'all just want to blow it up and take a 10-year approach? Yeah. I can say this. Wait, what you want from us? I would rather have Dame retire a Portland Trailblazer and then try to start. If I know I'm not going to win a chip in the next 10 years, I'm going to take that route. Now, as much as I love Dame. And then here's, and this is where I say you never get rid of CJ. You just let them ride off in the sunset being the fourth and fifth seed. Do that. But you don't talk about trading one of the guys. But I said immediately immediately get somebody back. But we recognize... There's nothing that's gonna put you over that hump. Right. Bradley Bill's not gonna put you over that and hump. And I see what you that's mean. The same I thing. Mean, yeah. Um. Essentially, no, no other, no, nobody so who's what, on the market is gonna be so able to put them. You just on ride that wave. You ride that wave till the wheels. I'm cool so with if you want to ride too. CJ until the end, cool. I'm but cool if you're getting rid too. of one, you might as well get rid of the other. There's exactly. no point to keep more. And going back to what you're saying, talking about, oh, if they forced Dame out. Hey, I love Dame Lillard. He's been amazing in Portland. He's been an amazing leader. He's definitely been the foundation of that franchise. We're gonna retire his jersey. He's definitely going to get his jersey retired. But let's not act like Dame is Kobe. Okay? Dude, he can... He's we can a, he, he might be the best trailblazer ever. Whoa, 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 whoa. Clyde Drexler? He's up yeah, there with Clyde. Yeah, I ain't going to... Bill uh, Walton, who actually won chips? Yeah. I did forget about yeah. Bill. But, uh, like, yeah, back when I love Dave. Yeah, yeah. Back I love Dave. <laughs> real talk. So I'm going forget Bill. Talk. Who? If Brandon Roy didn't get injured, yeah, I mentioned that whole conversation changed. But all time. They, I yeah. mentioned that the conversation I had with Leak they literally like two years Dave. ago. They never have to. They never have Dave. to. If Brandon Roy stays healthy, I thought Brandon Roy probably had all the talent and ability in the world to become first team. Oh, talent wise, Brandon Roy is. Easily, he he just had my knees. Easily, nah, because Dame is. <laughs> hey, the way they talked about, hey, the way Kobe problem. was talking about Brandon Roy. Oh, I, oh he literally said Brandon Roy I was the Brandon biggest was the second best shooting guard in the league behind Kobe. He at was one at one point. Like, it was like a year Kobe two looked, span. Kobe looked the camera in the eye and said, "Yo, this kid doesn't have a weakness." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. that says it all." That's the stamp, yo. But my point is simply, let's not act like Dame is this Bro, untouchable player. I didn't. I feel like if I'm he's a top. Is he top ten? Top ten right now right in now, the league. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah, that. yeah. Everybody healthy usually top ten. Yeah, probably. Yeah, still. probably. I bounce Luke out before I bounce Dame out right now. Mm. Yeah, don't. I said Dame's better. Cool. Yeah. No, Dame is I amazing. Enough, I, I, I got to think about it. Like my thing is just don't act like Dame's this untouchable player who everybody in the league will be I'm like, saying, you can't do I'm that to Dame, especially if you put him in a situation. Dame is very well respected. He's very well respected, but if you put him in a situation where he's still competing. Like, who's really going to be mad at you for putting him in a championship window when right. you're not in a championship him window? Yeah, it isn't like you're treating him like IT, like Boston did. It's more... It's hey, if Dane like, wants now, to... Now, if they trade him to, like, Cleveland, then, yeah, everybody's mad. If yeah, Dane wants okay. to stay, he's staying. That's how where I feel. Do you, where would you like to see if... I, I gave you all my scenario last week that didn't get published. What? Philly. 
Ah, you did. That was. Oh yeah, love. Ben. So was that was that Portland? Ben getting getting sent to Portland? Yeah. You re so yeah. you you that's restarted the, that's the, the only clock. Way you restart the clock. Restart the clock. You restart the clock. You trade CJ for draft picks and younger players. Mm-hmm. You have Ben Simmons. You say, hey, we're building around you. All I'm trying to Your say, show. Dame has come out on multiple occasions. And mind you, some people say this, but I really believe that Dame I mean, I does not too. want to leave Portland. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying he and wants saying to. He's putting his heart and soul into this thing. I think as the organization, and, I think and regardless just, of whatever yeah. you're going to do. Chicago didn't want to trade D-Rose. Like, there's hey, been, I mean, it's it's real, been multiple occasions. That's, that's a different It's real that's hard to put your area. heart and soul in a situation when you're the two and three seed. You are now second worst in your conference. CJ, I'm sorry, love him to death. Sometimes Dame has to be looking at him like, hey, man, we are the exact same player. This probably isn't always going to be the best fit. We just signed Carmelo, which shows how desperate we are. Maybe it's time to say, like, at some point, Dame has to go home, talk to his wife, and be like, Maybe it's run its course. Their duo, yeah, their duo was just never. Their duo was never. It was never gonna win anything. Yeah. We knew that. Facts. Anything you put around Dame right now, because you can't get any of the pieces that he'll actually win with. They're not going to win anything. Portland's not going to win anything. You making all our points. Exactly. But my point is, they're just going to lose until he retires. I think they would that's rather dumb. do that. That's yeah. my point. He's. They're going to lose until he retires. And I think that's a poor decision when you look at the talent that's coming out. I think it's dumb. Yeah. You, <laughs> act like, you act like one, NBA teams haven't made dumb decisions. One thing I will, I will, one thing me and Tamar were talking about yesterday was a lot of these teams, they always think the answer is just trade for draft picks, trade for draft picks, especially when it comes to these super duper high level guys that you're getting out of there for draft picks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not going to draft somebody better than the dude you're giving up. Facts. I was making that point with the Lakers giving up all their picks okay. or all their young even guys. Even if that's the case, even if, even if you're like, and I did hear this come up to where we talk about like draft prospects and draft picks um, in terms of their actual worth. What do they become? It's kind of diminishing it is. because of the quality of the players Ooh. in terms of everything. But what? even if that's the case, right? Even if we're looking at Dame like, no, we're not getting anything better than Dame. Why would I keep banging my head on this fifth seat ceiling? You're 100% right, too. It's, it's this two ways. But what I'm trying to say is Portland's probably not going to be realistically in contention. I'm all about winning chips. You're not going to be in the contention to win a chip probably for the next decade. Mm-hmm. So why not prepare myself to oh, be in that next decade? I just thought about something now. You know what Portland route, <clears throat> the route they have to take? They have to take the route of another team that was almost at the point of banging their heads up against the wall. They have to wait for the proper time, but the same way they got DeMar out of there for a Kawhi. Mind you, it was because Kawhi was ready to go. Name a guy. But that's what we don't you know. can't do that right now. We have to see. Oh, so we don't know who that, we don't we know who that Kawhi guy we is. We have to see. But nobody's going to be on the market unless they just randomly become available like Kawhi did. But that's like a once in a every 10-year I'm not going to say once. The same way Paul George came available on the market when we weren't, when we weren't expecting that. Oh, snap. The same, like I said, the same, every now and then guys pop, there's going to be some superstar that's going to pop up on the trade market before 2020 is up. And the reason why is because 2020, before 2020 is up, before this season is up, that's willing to re-sign with the Portland Trailblazers. Here's the difference with that situation. They might take it for a one Here's year. The they might both take some But then you would still have to keep Dame to get them. I don't think they, I don't think they can package, they will have to package CJ, Nurkage and like three picks to get somebody like Giannis for one year. Here's the difference in both those situations. If I'm Portland, I do that. If if that were to happen, if you told me give up Nurkage, CJ, and like three, four picks, potentially to put 
to for Giannis for a year, to rent him out for a year. He was saying if somebody like Giannis came available. Bro, if it's somebody at that high level, like, it's it's been shown. I still think you're rolling nice. Cause mind you, you're coming into the West where the Clippers are already fully loaded. I don't think that beats the Clippers. I don't I don't think that beats the Lakers. They compete with they the compete. Clippers more. They com they, they compete. They compete more with Giannis and Dame. I just don't feel like that's a guarantee. No, like in the East, it's it, one thing to do that, but in the West, I don't really think there's no a depth to that team for one at all. Year, it's gonna really help. There's you no that much. depth to that team like, at all. The thing you keep leaving out with the whole Kawhi trade is. That team was already freaking good. That team they were the one seed. And in terms of the, they just in terms of the Paul George, in terms of the Paul George situation, everything fits so perfectly. He's going home. Uh -huh. He's playing with No, no, no. I'm talking about when like, Indiana, when he when Indiana he, going and to, he went to OKC. OKC? He told them Even before the summer. He wanted to go link up with Kawhi with the Spurs. No, but see, they couldn't make that happen though because they didn't the Spurs have, didn't have that. So I'm pieces. saying it would have to be a scenario where there's some superstar that is telling his team like, "Yo, I want to leave." Even in that, even in that situation, that trade, that Victor Oladipo trade, before it happened, looked like Indiana lost it. It looked like yeah, they got robbed. It looked, it looked like, it looked like they it got did. It looked like they now got robbed. Now it looks like Indiana won it. Mm -hmm. Nah, it looks Indiana did win. Because yeah. yeah. OKC doesn't have Paul George right now. I mean, they turned Paul George into Shea, so I mean. Shay and whatever these. I think everybody so came see. out fairly well. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, kind of well. Right. Everybody came out fairly Indiana well. Indiana won that trade. Okay, see, needed to blow that blow that up. They weren't going to win anything. This is and this is this. So in terms of what you're looking at, in terms of what Milwaukee would get out of this situation, they don't win that trade. There's no, there's no way you could tell you're me that. About Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee can't look at that the, the way Indiana way, may have looked at it, and now that we recognize it, the only way they win that trade is they if can't. Giannis is 100% definitively getting out of there, and then that's whatever the Trailblazers offer them was just the best available thing, which I don't think is going to be the best available thing. It probably probably going to be another team on the market that Giannis is going to wink, wink. I will actually resign here I if I got traded way. to. He's not going to end up somewhere you make like that. that. Trade for CJ. CJ's already 28. Like. That's what I'm saying. Like CJ Nurkic and like three, four. And I'm not saying it's you blow it up. I'm not saying it's blow it up, blow it up. We gonna end if you're gonna blow it up, blow it up. But if you if you want to let them rock, you let them rock until the waves, and then you send them on the swan song. I don't think they're gonna move Dame. But don't but don't sit here and say, oh, you can ship one out and get somebody back in. That doesn't exist, especially in a town. You can end up in purgatory like Portland. You can end up in purgatory. You can. The worst position to be in in NBA. But it's a lot of teams that do get stuck, and it's always generally the teams that hover around being mid-level teams in their conference. Like the the Portland Trailblazers, regardless of seeding, they're mm -hmm. never gonna be definitively one of the top three teams in the West, regardless of seeding. I don't care if they finish two or three. We don't have them coming out the West really. They had a phenomenal playoff run last year. Mm -hmm. I didn't before that series started. I didn't. I think I did pick them to beat the Nuggets. Because I chose Dame and his uh, maturity and veteran leadership over the younger Nuggets, who I said needed one more year to beat a team like Portland. But we realistically, we didn't have them having a true definitive chance of coming out the West. Dame for Kyle Lowry. Next is Siakam, yeah. That'll be tough for the Raptors, but... You, uh, Kyle Lowry you, has an expiring contract. You oh, so you're if just you're going blowing, tank, if tank you're mode, blowing yeah, it up, mode, yeah. you take Kyle Lowry on for a year. Thirty million dollars comes off your books for one year. Bro, I'm sick of Toronto, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro they do that. That'd be tough. That'd like, be so tough. That'd be so tough. That'd be so that sick. would be tough. You get like, yeah, you get Kyle Lowry in like three picks. Get some big, three, four picks. You get like Kyle Lowry and like OG Ananobi, and then yeah. like I say Kyle and you Lowry, put that, a young and you put guy, that, like three, four picks, and you you send Dame, but you're keeping CJ. I see. 
shit I mean, I would else. end up packaging CJ off for something else at that point too. Like, Paul George got I would, sent one, give one, CJ one, one place. The more, the more we, place. the more we speak about it, I would rather him now just because of yeah. I would like to see Dame compete somewhere. The same way I really thought Russ would have ripped up the East had he went to Miami. I think Dame. Ooh. Dame to, to Miami. I told y'all they were going to find somebody. I would love to see that happen. <laughs> you I would like love to see that happen. That. I would love to see Dame or CJ go to Miami. I don't know why they make that move. Purely to blow it up, what we're talking about. You and to send it. them off to a situation I mean, to win. Miami, at this point in time, Miami would be getting the best point guard in the league. If I'm Miami, I'll give up Tyler Harrow and all I mean, that. And at that point in time, Steph yeah. is hurt. So Dame's the best point guard in the league. And I'm just I'm going by all of our list who has Steph and then Dane. Uh, you're right. You're right. So Dane's the best one on the list based off of what we all each definitively yeah. said. I would. I would definitely pull the trigger if I were the Heat. I don't know if I would do it though. I think I would. I you wouldn't would. try to combine them, CJ. Because right now the biggest advantage Miami has right now is they've got seven guys averaging double figures. You're talking about trading four of those guys right now. Right. <laughs> you're cheaper. Cheaper, like, but they're not none of those. Guys, so the four, who, so their guys in double digits. What Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy, Jimmy Bam, Goran, Tyler Hero. Goran's not going to equate to that. Tyler's never going to equate to Dame. It's not so much about equating. Sometimes it's just fit. Like the thing Miami has going for them is they're this scrappy bunch of guys who play really hard. But play really we good defense. know they're going to flame out. I just think in the playoffs, this team is. Do you gonna think they have great. a chance of going to the finals? Not going to you the think fi- they got a chance, Brian? Not going to the finals, bro. Not going to the finals does not necessarily tell him that. You're crazy. not going to the finals doesn't define flaming out. At some point time, you're going. That's not do necessary. They make the that's not called do, the they flame. They could make the conference they finals. They will not make the conference finals. They will not. They will not. They will. Right not. now, they're the three seed. <laughs> that means they're going to match up probably with Boston in the second round. We're 15 games in the season. I mean, facts. Right now, right. This is going to shake up. Mind you, you was just saying if Gordon Hayward is healthy in the group Boston's chat that great. they beat the Clippers. I think Boston's a great team. So they're better than Miami. They are, but is, I could also Miami, see Miami beating them. You don't think so? You don't. You I could. Well, none of these teams in the East. I really. The East is such a toss with me. I could see Indiana making it out if Vic comes right, back bro, healthy. You're crazy. If Vic comes back you're healthy, crazy. they're yeah. winning games without a backcourt. They don't have Brogdon, Lamb, or Vic. And they're winning games. We're talking about getting into the playoffs. And We're talking about getting into the playoffs. They have not had a healthy team all season, and they're still the 60. They're one game behind everybody in this conference with nothing. Nothing. Miles Turner has missed five games. So bonus has missed games. You know, Vic hasn't played, and Brogdon hasn't we played. We all understand, correct, that Milwaukee will be in the conference finals, correct? They should be. We all understand it. So, therefore, there's only one other spot remaining. Once again, saying, I said should be. I don't see. Any I could see a team Milwaukee if not if Milwaukee it. matches up with Philly before the conference finals, they could lose. They can lose. So like it's would, matchups. Have, so that would have to be. It's just Milwaukee matchups. dropping to no two. If or, Philly's the four, right now, Philly's the four or five. That means they're gonna play in the second round. But like, I, it's matchups. Is my point. When the East is all said and done, now mind you, the West is gonna be super duper tight. Where yeah. Your six seed could be two games behind your two. It's not going to be that tight in the, in the Eastern Conference. Why not? Because hey, they're not, literally all the same. We're a month in. Like, 15 it's a, games in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, teams have not have been allowed to get their separation. Let's not act like there's certain teams that after a while, they're going to hit who they are. Mind you, two, a week or so ago, the Suns were like the three. three. Now I mean, we all do that one. Exactly, but and that's certain, the whole point. Yeah. Is that when you when you only have this much of a sample size, so it's my, hard to make so grand. Which of these teams do you really see falling apart? Milwaukee, of course not. As long as Giannis is healthy, they're going to be one or two. Boston, 
They're probably going to hit a rough pass now because Kimmy and Gordon Hayward That's are hurt. What I'm saying. So they're going to drop a little bit, but they're probably going to surge back once they those are, two come back. They, they have a better so, shot, yeah. So now we're at Miami. Miami, for all the problems, you can sit here and say what you want. All their players are young, which means all their players are going to get better as the season goes on. So are they really going to fall apart at any point? Is I mean, Toronto going to fall apart? The team that is going to Is slow. Philly going to fall apart? You just said Philly's going to surge. Now, Indiana, who doesn't have a healthy roster, Indiana, are they going to fall Indiana, apart? Even with are they going to fall apart? With a healthy Vic, they will not beat Philly. Indiana I'm not with so a sure. healthy Vic would not beat Philly. Miles Turner and Sabonis' quad kept might be the best front court in the East Conference. Quad is kept. With T.J. Warren, that might be the best front court in the Eastern Conference. Miles Turner and Sabonis, I'm just looking at front courts in the East. It's them in Philly. We're are we not? Are we not technically saying Giannis, I mean, Giannis is a four? four. I mean, Giannis is a four. That's it. So though. Giannis, Brooke, and Brooke, and Brooke isn't. Brooke is bad. great. I like Brooke a lot. But Brooke and Giannis over. Miles I'm taking Miles. Turn, I'm taking Miles Turner over Brooke, and then Sabonis versus Giannis. Of course, that Giannis gap wins. is so wide but that yeah, bro it averages out but to Milwaukee. So who's your three? So who's your three? I'm, no, court is small, four, four and five. If you watch how they do the starting lineups, it's like your backcourt is your one, two, and three, and then your front court is your four and five. It depends on how you do your. It depends on just how you like. Indiana has is TJ Warren's a legit so small four power if, forward. So we're putting our front court as it depends on like I said, it's, three, like I said three, it depends four, on who you, how you do your roster. Okay, so yeah, if we're putting that third position in, then yeah, it can even out because then it's TJ Warren versus Chris Middleton. That's a good matchup. So in that case, it's for darn sure Milwaukee has the best. So okay, are Indiana we sure has about the that? second best. Chris Middleton we is saw him flame TJ. out. We saw him flame out though. We, we haven't seen, seen TJ, TJ do it. TJ do anything. But okay, I'll give you so Milwaukee. I'll give you they have a better front court. After that, it's probably Indiana. Because I don't trust Philly. Philly. I don't trust Philly's front court yet. Well, I mean, we're talking about Joel Embiid and Al Horford, who is a And then Tobias. They don't about look good together. I'm sorry. I've said I that from this, jump. I said I it when they got it. I don't think it's the best fit. They I don't look good think, together. I, think, I don't think it's the best fit. I think they would need a different coach to make that big on big lineup work. I think Brett Brown is too. I don't think Brett Brown is a bad coach. But I think because he is so three happy, you can't have the type of floor spacing that Philly currently has. I just don't think they have the best coach for that situation. I, just, I didn't. I, I didn't like the them letting Jimmy good. go to begin with, though. I don't like that roster. Period. That roster is not well constructed. Hey, look, all signs in my eyes point that Miami can keep this up. There are six legitimate teams. Do you think they're better than Toronto with Ooh. when Kyle Lowry comes back, Miami? When Kyle Lowry goes back to Toronto and he's I would healthy, because Kyle Lowry was playing great. He was. I've said that. So. I would probably put my money. And in a playoff time. series, I'm not gonna be able Kyle to. Lowry will outplay Kendrick Nunn. Or if not, good God, then get him out for CJ. If he don't, <laughs> if he doesn't, he's on a one-year extension, so I mean, he's gone either way. So I'll say. I mean, he, I would put my money on Toronto. On the same token, I could see Miami beating them. Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler and Pascal are probably equal in terms of who's the better player, best player on the floor. Like it's a matchup thing at that point. So who knows? I'll say Toronto wins that because they have the playoff experience. Yeah. Exactly. That's the edge there. But I don't bet against Jimmy Butler no more. But always, they are I definitely – that's a, definitely a six, maybe seven game series. Jimmy Butler or DeMar at his peak? Jimmy. 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 Are we talking about regular Jimmy. season or are we talking about – Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Jimmy. Because, yeah, DeMar's not looking good right now. He's. I can tell he's not happy. Oh, boy, you're good like, at this. That was a good segue. I'm proud of you, dog. Nah, really? Y'all gonna stop sleeping on Indiana, though. They're a problem. Nah, they're gonna be good when Vic gets back. I just don't think they don't have anybody. They don't have a backcourt right now. They're starting Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is not bad. 
He's not the a dude I want starting on my holidays, playoff team. Aaron Holiday will be a starting point guard in this NBA one day. Ah. For a bad team. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> say that, bro. False just holidays, shifted him off the screen the other night. I mean, dude, and then Tatum dropped PG. Like, it's going to happen in the league. These guys are elite. Anybody can do that to anybody. I'm not talking about him. Drop. I just don't think he's a, like, legit starting NBA I wouldn't guard. rule that out just because, bro, those holidays, like, the middle one, he found his way in the league. And he should have been. He's a role player. Bench war role play. And that's what I'm saying. But the holidays, bro, they just get it. They just get their all I'm not all saying he's silent. not going to be in the league. I just say he's not going to be a starting point guard. I He'll be a backup that. for a long time. I wouldn't. Re- hey, DJ Augustine found his way to be. Who we had to go to know. a really bad team. Who, and that's what I'm saying. But, but Orlando ended up making the playoffs. All right, y'all. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you mentioned the name uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, guard for the San Antonio Spurs. And San Antonio Spurs look to be flaming out. Um, they've lost eight games straight before they beat the Knicks by seven, um, which is nothing to brag about because the Knicks are god awful. Um, I tried to get my hope. You really tried, bro. I tried. You really tried, and I kept yeah, trying to tell you the Knicks. Knicks. You were really saying the Knicks are now. My correct phrasing was the Knicks. My correct wording was. Hey, I don't want to hear your correct phrasing. Say I'm wrong. My correct word was. There is a way this could work. No. They may not be as uh, bad as we think. Not a but they are. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs are six and eleven right now, and uh, despite being the Knicks, they really haven't looked like a San Antonio Spurs team. Um, they are projected to lose their next game because the next game is versus the Lakers on the twenty fifth. You're right, they lose tonight. So, um, what do you think is next for the Spurs? How do you think they fix this? Or is it time to just try and DeMar figure it, or get get uh, Demar Lamarcus out of here? The problem is, it's really hard to get Lamarcus out of there. He can't go anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and Demar is kind of in that same position where what what is it crazy? Really want to, him? Is it crazy that nobody wants Demar? I can see why. Lamarcus it's not is that so. crazy. Yeah. Not really. Now, no, pe- not when I think pe- about it, it's not that crazy. People aren't feeling DeMar's game just because we now live in a day and age where he has a super mid-2000s. Well, so yeah, he got, he got stuck out of touch. Like, yeah, your, your mid-range game is so yeah. lethal, DeMar. He's basically he's doing the, the, the way he pl- is playing is the way he's somewhat playing has a little bit more just kind of like shooting skill to it, but it's very D-weight-ish. But, bro, you are not going to be an eternal like two guard. You're not gonna get talked about as one of the greats. In the same way people used to talk about like D Wade doesn't he like he hasn't developed a three point shot. He never needed it. But like he had that elite elite talent to where he can make it for DeMar does not have that. So now yeah, people are going to destroy him. Mind you, I think DeMar is still a solid dude. I always said from a player standpoint, he wanted to be Kobe when he should have tried to be Vince Carter. I think he I think he suppressed some of his athleticism because he has some freakish bounce that I felt like he didn't push to the forefront as his top skill. So he should have tried to be less skilled? No, not saying less skilled, but I felt like... The way he attacked the game on the offensive end yeah. should have been more based around him his and athleticism, athleticism rather than him trying to be based around skill attributes. How like that getting to the sounds... Just, Crazy. It sounds yeah, it crazy, does. but like think I, about it. I don't understand. Okay, like, so right, I'm gonna say like this. There's no way you could break this down I, I real to quick. understand that. Yeah, I don't think he had the actual skill level to do the things that he wanted to do 
but he had the athleticism to make up for the lack of skill. Yeah. But he chose to try to force forcibly show like this turnaround or this this mid range pull up or when, when you like, should have just went all the way to the cup. Use your athleticism to try to finish, finish rather than trying to break the game down or break somebody down because you just weren't. And mind you, at one point in time, it, he showed elite level ability sometimes, but he wasn't really an elite offensive scorer and talent where he should have been doing that on a go-to basis. That's not as crazy. It's literally broke. That, it's literally stop settling. That's as, that's as easy as I can say we're settling. If it's somebody with freakish bounce, all right, or even if, Every time you, when we were all playing when we were younger and we were watching big shooting, and you're like, dude, why are you doing that? Just take him down low. Like, you, not, you're not telling him, don't shoot the ball at all. You're saying, yo, use this weapon of attack because it'll probably lead to a more efficient outcome for you putting the ball in the basket. Here's the only thing I have against that. In the regular season, at least, Tamar is very efficient. Right now, he's averaging 53% from the field zero from three because he doesn't shoot him but 53 percent from the very shots you're telling him not to take granted he's 30 years old maybe he can't jump like he used yeah, to yeah we were talking about when we were, when we even yeah, if when we, but even and if, he can even still if that's jump the, now he even can if that's still the jump case now, yeah. even if that's the case the idea to tell someone to not we always talk about how guys should have a full bag but then all of a sudden we want him to like no, pull back his bag and no, go like no. and dunk. It's not like, a pull it's, back. I'm, I'm just it's confused. Just, it's just when to use a certain weapon. Like like for example, if don't don't make things harder for yourself. If our object is I see a man in front of me, like I gotta kill him on his game with my offense. If I can just use a pistol or a knife, that's what I'm gonna go to. I don't have to try to use a sniper rifle when I can do something within ten feet. Or within eight feet or right at the cup. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say is he has to, like, yeah, you can have your bag, but you got to know when to use what tool. I'm disagreeing. I think instead of him doing that in terms of settling, I think he should have opened his bag up more. Um, I don't think he would have, I don't think he had the ability to. I, I think I we think, saw, no, I think no, we no, saw no, the no, best no. his bag was going to get. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think he made a, concerted effort to not work on his three-point game and just be focused in on shooting middies. I think that was more so his mentality. So he just got caught in between which weapon to use. He should have opened up his bag more, which I do believe, where he could have stretched the floor. Um, I didn't think he was going to be able to do that or he was going to be willing to do that. That's why I said, let's attack the first uh, option in in terms of going to the cup. Brian, put your hand down. Just for the record, for career... And Triple even in his prime, DeMar DeRozan shoots closer to the basket than Vince Carter did. If you're going by average Vince, distance of shot. Yeah, nah, but see, the thing was Vince. Vince played Vince, for 20 years and became a jump shooter for yeah, like the last I'm, six. I'm, I'm looking at Vince in his prime. It's still work, it's still farther away than DeMar DeRozan. You're saying how many shots he was no. taking closer? How Like how close they were. Like the average distance of shot DeMar DeRozan shot, if you want to talk about at his peak, was about 12.8 to 11 feet from the basket. Vince Carter's is about... 12. Like, they're roughly the same. They look at shot prime. The look at, you're looking at career. Look at prime. I'm, no, I'm looking, looking at, at prime. prime. You're looking at prime I'm looking at prime events. Like, prime events. He starts off his rookie year was 14 feet. Then he starts to slowly work down 13, 12, 12, 12. The closest he ever gets is 12.8. And then it starts to go up very dramatically. 15, 14, 14, 13, 15, 
17, that's when he really becomes a jump shooter. I'll say because he took, I'll say this, he took that route. So there's there's different avenues. So like if DeMar wasn't going to add a three, there's no reason with the skill set that he has, he couldn't have been averaging 10 free throws a game. With his size and strength and athleticism, there's no reason he couldn't have done that. So if you're not going to add threes, that's the difference. Yes, Vince. He's may, shooting six now. Bro, you're, you're that elite. I mean, he shot and eight. Getting, like when you're talking about him and his peak, he was shooting eight. Like. That's that's eight, for an elite. Seven, that's, eight, think eight, about this. Seven, eight, 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 eight. So you telling me he should have been shooting like 11, 12 free There's, throws a game? Tell me he's on not some ta- James Harden. Tell, type tell me he's not talented enough to get to the line ten more. Like tell me he's not five, talented. five more times. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're like wrong. he's always he's been not, one of the league leaders in free throws. I'm not like, saying you're wrong about that. I'm saying that ain't it. Like <laughs> telling somebody to, just, to try dude, to just attack the more. Can we just admit that Demar Derozan is crazy? Can we just admit Demar Derozan just isn't that good? But that's my whole point. He just, so it ain't about the style of play. It's the fact I, that he's I think, not good I think he was trying to take tougher looks at yeah. the basket. That was my whole point. I don't think so. I, mean, I think he was just taking the shots he felt he could make. And he's hitting That's the them. Point exactly. He's hitting them. But he's going to get until the game. What do we from this man? On the line, bro. Like, where's uh, all these middies when, when it comes playoff time now? I, now, he, pull up so all those stats when it's playoff time. It goes, goes back, back to the point of he's not that good. Who's in front of him at that point? If you're putting LeBron James in front of him, you're putting Giannis in front of him, guess what's going to happen? No. It's going to dip. Like it's, it's not. There's no way. It, no way. You want to know who else wasn't Kobe? Vince Carter. <laughs> but Vince Carter. No. No. Is what? No. Is what? No. All what? Not, is what? Vince Carter is anything close to Kobe? I was I not. Know. I thought you were about okay. to say he's better than DeMar DeRozan. No, I was just gonna say Vince Carter is still one of the best scorers. Like if you look at prime Vince, bro, he was still in a lead. Yeah. Like give Vince his props. Vince is we and the way props. we've had Pro- moments. Like props for what exactly? We've For never, we've never been in a situation. We've never been in a situation where we can clown Vince like we've been able to clown Demar over the years. Vince has never been known for choking and going out. Vince, I feel like Vince never even had some of the talent around him playoff wise that Demar's had. Demar played on better Raptor teams than Vince ever did. Raptor well, what about or, him in New or, Jersey, huh? What about him in New Jersey? And that was when that was just about to get blown up too. He came to Jersey right when they was about to move Jason. He didn't play. Like he didn't play too many. He played like a couple of years, but they were getting ready four, to blow that up. Like four seasons when, with Jason when, Kidd. When, let me see. An average like 27, 25, 25. Like it should have worked. Was Carter Kenyon, at his peak. Kenyon Martin. That that should have worked. Richard, Richard Jefferson. Jefferson. That team was worked. loaded. That team was starting. To, no, I'm saying by the time he got there, like they had went to the finals with those guys like yeah. in 03. And then they added Vince because they thought he was the missing piece. And he demarred it up. <laughs> he and demarred up. He met a guy that was better than him. <laughs> and His name was Wade and LeBron. And it didn't work. That was when they entered the league. 2004. They didn't lose to them. Whoa. You're talking about Wade and LeBron when they were on Miami together? No, no, no. no I'm no, talking no. about when Wade they entered the arrived. league. Oh. When they arrived is when all of a sudden Vince Carter stopped looking less shiny. No, it wasn't. It was like, man, you used bro. to jump real high, but that LeBron kid. Woo! Look how fast that D-Wade guy is. <laughs> Bro, he was averaging 27, 24. He was a dog. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. He was a problem. You want Kobe? All respect, I'm saying respect, is, he wasn't. All I'm saying is, DeMar DeRozan, he should more, be able to find less a suitor. Can, less he tough twos. He should be wanted, able to find a suitor. He's not going to find a suitor that's contending for anything. DeMar DeRozan, real talk, needs to reinvent himself. He needs to become a six man. 
Somebody was saying he that. He might have to come I off the bench. I don't I think, be, I think he can great. still he be a starter, bro. I think he has starter level talent, talent and ability, but, but you're not going to win a chip with him starting. It would be best for him to take on like that Lou Williams role. I could, I could like, respect that, Be the microwave too. off the bench. I could respect that. He's still too talented to come off the bench. Like, But you're not going to win with him starting. I don't think you can win with him being your best player. I don't think you can win with him. All right. He has to be like your third best then if he's starting. If he's your third best, I think you're for sure winning a championship. I don't think for sure. If he's your third, is he better than Tobias Harris right now? Yes, or he's still in the better than Tobias. NBA? That's what I'm saying. I don't care about modern whatever. Just because Tobias that shoots matters. more threes does not make him better than Demar. But Tobias has never been on the level of that. It's not about the talent. It's more so about the fit of the exactly. situation. A lot of the teams, and this is why he can't find a suitor. It isn't because of his talent. It's you because don't fit of, anywhere. he doesn't fit anywhere. So Going back to your point, he. And I think it's two. more so against that record. where it's like, oh, look at him. He's taking all these tough twos when he should have stretched himself out and learned to hit some open threes as opposed to when his legs start to fail him and he can't bang on anybody anymore. Gay, I, I, I can knock down this, I told I can you, knock this he, corner three down. He trapped himself in the middle of where he should have been. Either commit all in or actually expend your game and, and drop it back to the three. He didn't do either. Right. So I think... I think Brian, I agree with that. Like, maybe he should reinvent himself and look at being a six man because no, at this point in his career, I mean, you're 30. You still have a huge contract that nobody wants. We're waiting for that to kind of like. I think I think it should be out. done because they he, he was supposed this, to be in contract. This year, is it? I think it's the following year. I think yes. It's not. It's yeah, I, I, I think he's up. I'm about to look at. I think he's up when everybody else is up in 2021. Because 20 this current or the coming free agent class is about to be weak. It's just about to be like Gordon Hayward. That's a bad, It's not a good. In AD, one. it's about to yeah. Um. Yeah. He has one more year on his deal. So it's yeah. a play, it's a player option though. Oh, yeah, he's taking that. Yeah, he's he definitely should. taking that. He should. Twenty eight million dollars. Yeah. Like a team I can see him going to, like really helping being a six man, would be like Minnesota. Like Minnesota needs like another score off. If he's bench. in Minnesota, bro, he's the, so he's their second best player, no doubt. He needs to start then if he's in Minnesota. But it ruin, it kind of ruins what they have going already, bro. If a Kogi is your two, you're but not a Kogi fits. Ruined. Here, here's what you allow in someone being your sixth man, and you should know because you love the Clippers. Like Lou, really you put Lou in the game, and you just say, "Go to work, kid." Like you're not asking him to do anything that else against, except put the against ball the, in the second room. unit at against, that. You're going one-on-one the entire but game. But mind you, that's because now we do have Kawhi and Paul George back. So, like, I'm cool with that. But, like, Lou, if he didn't start the man. That's how he won the sixth man. Bro, no, I think he was starting last no, he year. What? He won sixth man. How did he start? He didn't. He didn't. League. This is supposed to be your No, no, no. Because him and Trez, not. Him and Trez were both, like, top two top That was before so Kawhi got there. Yeah. Well, Kawhi? Yeah, so he, he was. Don't play with me like that. Don't <laughs> you know, bro, man. no. If you take him to a team like Minnesota, he has to start. No, he, he has to start. I'm not going to say. I wouldn't like Okoji. I'm not going to say Minnesota. Come on now. I'm saying certain I'm teams. But that's what I'm saying. I'm all about winning chips. And even when we talk about uh, putting players in bro, positions where I want to see no them, way. I think about them being title contenders. If he's going to compete for a championship, he probably has to be the sixth man somewhere. I say Brooklyn. I would say maybe Dallas. Brooklyn wouldn't be a bad look. Dallas wouldn't be a bad um, look. I would say... Yeah, Dallas would be real functional. Him off the bench. They're beating the brace off. He got to right take now. a huge pay cut. Maybe Houston. Like, go somewhere where 
Yes. Nah, he don't fit that system. Yeah, I think he what? does. It's one a on one, it's go a get a bucket. It's, who? Who? He Brooklyn? can't shoot the three, though. That's what I'm saying. He really can't you shoot put, the three. But you put shooters around him just like you would do with Russ in the same situation. They're yeah. letting Russ go to the rim. Russ is not doing a good job of that. He's <laughs> Russ still not shooting. doing a good job of anything right now. But you put him in a situation where you got the ball, you ISO at the top, you get your 20 minutes of freedom, and you just go get your own buckets. Okay. Lob, he can throw a lob, and he can do a screen and roll. He fits in Houston. Okay. No, he can't shoot, but everyone else around him can. It yeah. works. I can give you that. I guess. I don't, think it, I don't think it looked good. I would yeah, say this. If, if he did, he should be a starter. In the event he did become a sixth man, he should be winning that joint every year. No, it should be, he should be on yeah. a title contender if he's a sixth man. Yeah, if he's a sixth man, you better be a title contender. Otherwise, you're wrong. You better be competing for a chip if you're bringing him off. I think, I think Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's a great place for him. Brooklyn would actually be a decent spot. Brooklyn's a great place for him. That'd be, I can't, that'd be, I, that'd be interesting. Him, Kyrie, and Katie. Yeah, talking about personalities. Personality. Well, Demar's pretty chill. Demar's um, very chill. Extremely. I'm just talking about gangs. I like Kyrie, Demar, and Katie. You don't put that, them on the floor together, three. man. Just put Spence and at some point they got to play Spence together. Put Spence on the floor with uh, Demar, and then you put. I mean, who you gonna have to trade then with if you get them? Ah, like yeah. somebody gotta go if you get Demar. And you're not letting up Karis. And then at you that probably, point, you probably would have let go. Of at Karis that point, at that, you don't want to. That's what I'm saying. You just skip out on Demar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, you know a place you get traded to? What if Phoenix? Didn't mind giving up some pieces. Who? <laughs> I'll say for this. what reason? Who like who are they giving up that people want? Let me see. I think Demar just belongs in the East. He doesn't even want to be in the West. Yeah, right now. honestly, yeah. He, he literally said, said, "I want to go back East," which is kind of punkish to me, if you ask. I want to go back to the weaker of the two conferences. I mean, yeah, we knew what he meant. He saw for that. Like, dude, the guy they traded you for won in your conference. I mean, it's also a back. money thing. Like, it is a money thing. He's making. He's not going to make the All Star game. game in the yeah. West. Like, <laughs> And, there's, and sad part is, outside of him averaging 30, there's no way he can change that. Right. Yeah. So Unless he was better, but he's not. That's my point. Like, he would have to average 30 and he, to even get in the conversation. Yeah. And even then, you're not guaranteed. It's LeBron and AD already got the spots locked up. Atlanta with Kawhi go. and Paul George. He could go to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were saying Orlando right now. And they were saying, I was like, saying I don't like that right fit. I don't either, but I could see why the Spurs would take it because I think Pop wouldn't mind working with Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Like, I think they would take Aaron and probably somebody else. I wouldn't. I, if I'm Orlando, I wouldn't touch this right now. No, nah, I would. Somebody got to go off that roster. Yeah. That team Ar- is too Orlando, common. yeah. They're never. Too... Like, we're talking about Portland just living. And Markel living. is balling. Shout out, Markel. People talk about Portland living yeah, in that 5 6 seed range. Like, Orlando's living in a 7 8 seed range in the Facts. East, and that's terrible. Facts. But that's where I said they would be, so. I mean, Orlando got a little bit more hope because they're a younger team, though. Yeah. But, like, nobody on that team. I'm not giving up the kids. I'm not giving up. I give up Gordon. Bomba. I'm not giving up Bamba. I'm not giving up Bamba. Isaac. I'm not, I don't trust I'm, I'm not giving up Fournier. I'm not giving up none of them. Greg's <laughs> like, yo, take this bag of chips and two picks. Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. the best you're going to get out of me. Bamba really, though. I'm, I don't trust Bamba at all. <laughs> I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. Because it took, even took Clint a couple. Clint was with the Rockets for at least yeah. two years before he became what he was. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all watch Bomba run? That man looks like. I mean, bro, it's the same thing with Chris Stapps. Like, these dudes are going to. Chris Stapps can shoot. But Mamba he was a he, in, he was a in, but Chris Evans we knew Chris Evans was a knee injury waiting to happen too. I ain't talking when about knee. Th- I'm just talking about bro looks slow. When you're that big and built, like oh, you're talking about from just 
But still, what he does on what he does on the defensive end, bro, is still he's still tall, super. Nobody draft. Nobody was drafting Mo Bamba for his jump hook. I mean, let's I'm not, not talking about jump. I'm just talking about like you watch him and you're just like, dude, you look really slow. You look like you're never gonna be able to like really play 25 plus minutes. He's 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got. It. I'm guaranteed. I'm pretty sure people said a lot of foul things when they first watched Clint. Because like I said, there was a reason why I he did. I was there, like, Who is this kid? Yeah. There was a reason why he was at the it's end trash. of the Rockets bench for a couple years. Facts. Oh man. But. So San Antonio. What do we think is next for them? Do we think this is the year they actually don't make the playoffs, or do we think they can turn it around? Because we just said I don't think do they're gonna tomorrow. make the the playoffs. Just because, like I said, it's no disrespect to them. The West is just that loaded. Somebody has to miss it. I would hope, and it would be San Antonio. I, I'll say this though: like Deontay is, you know, just still getting his legs back under him. I'm yeah. I'm gonna say just because the eighth seed right now is Minnesota, I'm gonna hope. Just off the strength that Pop is the best dude I've ever seen with a clipboard in his hands, <laughs> I'm gonna hope that they can track this down because they are two and a half behind. It's Minnesota. really hard to it's really hard to to argue against Pop, Pop making a playoffs. But what I can say is the Pelicans are now surging. Mm-hmm. They're getting some of their pieces back because at some games they were playing with three of their five starters out. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't want me to put them in the playoffs. I mean, I still wouldn't have really put them in the playoffs. I'm I thought the Kings were going to play better, though. but the Kings are still going to be around. Kings are ahead of the yeah, they're they're going to be around the hunt, but I thought they would be definitively better right now. I mean, you don't have Bagley or Vox. You're missing your two best players. Yeah. True, true. But nah, like I said, I don't. If I had to bet money right now, it's hard to bet money against Pop. But if I had to, I guess I would. So I think the top six are pretty clear at this point in the West. Yeah, because yeah, I'll say this: um, not only is Luka going to continue to, but Carlisle is still one of oh, the top. Really one of the best and to be honest, in the I wouldn't be. I know we just spent like thirty minutes talking about them. Blah blah. blah maybe they should blow it up. I would not be surprised if Portland strings together something in order to sneak into the playoffs. I just be. was in a Western Conference Finals last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able so, to get the AFC. So what are they, 5-12 or something like that? Nah, Portland is only above Golden State right now. They're 5-12. No, I'm they're talking about they're 5-12. Right yeah. They're 3 and a half out And then right three and a half games out. This is the West. Everything is going to be close. I can't defend. You're assuming say. everything's going to be close. Everything will be close in the I West. I think every Y'all are assuming. Everything for the will. most part. I think. We're not. It's assuming it's if it's never team. happened before. But if the last just like y'all were talking years, about, Just like y'all were talking about with the East. Oh, nobody's had time to separate themselves. Same concept applies in the West. But the it's last two years, at the easy. end of the season, for the last couple of seasons, the West has been to the point where it's hard. Like, so I key phrase was the last couple of seasons. Had to play in like the last two games to make the playoffs like but two years ago. But here's the thing ago. in the West. There is very fine separation between the good team and the bad team. Fact. They separate real quick in the West. Real quick. Because my Lakers are like that. Like, no, it's just been that way for the last, I don't know how long, like since I was born, I guess. It's always been that way. They separate real fast. Because my Lakers always been trash, like that. You see who's trash, and you see who's elite early. So I don't know. I want to say, because I had them the highest, I want to say they can have a chance to still make what it happen. Have, what did you have? I had them at like five or Portland? four. Portland? I'll pull it up. I had, I had them like really high. Cause I, I, you had who? I, I had Portland. Portland pretty high. I had like a five or four. So I think I had them at like six, seven. So I'm, I don't know. It don't look good. It don't look good. Same. Right now, what we would have to ask ourselves is basically who's realer, Pop or Dame? Ah, that's not a fair question to ask. We know but it right. is, though. We know who's That's because, like I said, I would be, sh- I would, I'll say this. 
Cat will have fully become a man if he can lead Minnesota into the playoffs right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we'll put him in a different category if he does that. And then what I just said about just hands down Cat, like and Luca not being in the same breath, we will have to revisit that. If Cat if Cat makes the playoffs this year and Luca doesn't, if Luca keeps them at the fifth seed, if Luca can make it, yeah, if Luca makes a five, then yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we'll just have to see. Because one thing I am for sure of though, Phoenix is not gonna make the playoffs. Bro, I, no. don't, I don't. I don't see all that it. So with yeah, Luke at the beginning of the year. So they're gonna come out. So like I said, there's gonna be a spot. They're gonna finish like tenth. So now, like I said, we're back to the question: Popper Dame or Sacramento? Sacramento's or not making it. The Pelicans, Y'all, bro. Like the fact that Sacramento is literally only a game out without Bagley and Fox. Like <laughs> at some point, it's just like Indiana. At some point, you gotta recognize. When they get healthy, they're going to make a run. Remember like a month or two ago when I kept saying, I- I'm probably going to take the Kings to get that playoffs. But I never had looked at me like I was crazy. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I you, didn't look did at you, you like you were playoff? crazy. Did you find the playoffs? Yeah, I got it. What oh, yeah, what did we have Portland for? I had Portland at seven. I am the lowest. Greg had him at four. Y'all had him at six. six. Mm. Yeah, you were really high on that. I was, I was. It's okay, buddy. I'm biased. It's okay. I'm, I don't you just know. like this bag that CJ has. Bro, we understand. Bro. You like CJ more than Dame, I think. I do. He probably does. I definitely do. I was really high on Dame at one point. I remember I went on Leak's old radio show and I said uh, Dame might go for MVP. And then how? I wonder how much longer does Bagley have before he comes back. That's the question. It's still a toss-up, right? They're really not. They're not definitive on when he returns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luke might. Let me see here. Uh. I wouldn't say hands down. Luke is the weakest coach in the yeah, West. Yeah, right I might now. say it. Because, mm, but Memphis has a new coach that hasn't really proven himself. But everybody else, Monty Williams is a better coach than Luke Walton. For he's a better coach than Holmberg. Out of he's not he's not he's better than Saunders. I give him that. Yeah, y'all killed. He's not better than Gentry. He ain't better than Carl. He's not better than Quinn. He's not better than Doc. Not, not better, better than, than Dan Tony. Not better than Mike Malone, and Frank Vogel. Mm. Not better than Stotts. No. Yeah. Which is like I said, well, he can coach, but he in the West, and it's real out there, bro. It's not even. It's just <laughs> real out there. This is so real. All right. It's just real out there. Like, hey, if he finds his, if they find their way in the playoffs, I'll retract everything uh, I yeah. said about Luke Walton. Because I'm the first person to say, maybe we need to talk about this guy. Same. Because, I yeah. mean, y'all were ready to bury him like two I weeks was. ago. And I was I like, was. hold up, you got to hold and I'm on. Still not, I still have a shovel in my hand. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Like, Greg's like, I ain't start digging now. He made me calm down. Because he but. could very well, he, he there's, a, there's a reason, there's a good chance, like, not good chance. I still feel like until he proves me other one, I'm just going to be like, bro, you're halfway in this position because of your last name. And then when you was on the Warriors staff, you was ha- able to coach them dudes. Let's not act like the Lakers didn't improve every year he was the coach. Or did Despite LeBron, the or roster. Did Bron, Bron no, he did it before LeBron because he got them with D'Angelo Russell. Then he got him with Lonzo. Then he got him with LeBron. They improved every year he had them. Even though the roster changed significantly every summer, and he had to retool and revamp his situation every single year, and yet they kept improving. He got young guys to become one of the top 10 defenses in the league. That's a good coach. Which year did they become a top 10? His second year with Lonzo, and they were a top 10 defense in the league at one point. They didn't finish because Lonzo and everybody on the roster got hurt again. But he only coached the Lakers for, like, what, two years? Three years. Three? 
And then lastly, yeah, lastly, they improved by seven or more wins every year. And to come to his defense, we had significant injuries during those times too. No, I always didn't. I never thought Luke Walton was a pure bum. I just knew he had to get out of LA. I knew he was done as soon as LeBron got there. I said it. If LeBron comes to LA, Luke Walton's done. If I was him, I'd have left that year. As soon as LeBron said he's coming, I'm done. But I still deserve the thing that he deserved the head coach spot somewhere. I didn't think he was a bad coach. It's just it wasn't gonna work in LA. Because he's not. And he's one of the youngest coaches in the NBA as well. Yeah, no, nah, I think he's that the Eastern Conference though. Yeah. I think that's just being I just think for you to have not had any other prior head coaching experience to start you off in the, the West, West as a head coach. But that's where he's made his name though. Like he was a scout in the West. I would say, yeah. He was a developmental coach in the West. He, chip he was in the on West. the Golden State <laughs> roster in the West. Like that's his ballpark. It's what he does. Like hey, I get what y'all are saying. Like hey, yes, the I, East is a easier road, no, but no, this I'm, is his wheelhouse. I agree, and yeah, maybe his wheelhouse. He may have like got his footing here, but just like we mentioned about Demar, He's from California. Just like we mentioned just about Demar, looking at guys across from LeBron. And Demar Giannis. Demar's from California. We know where his home is at in the East. All I'm saying is. I look at other coaches and I look at Luke and Luke got to look at them and be like, but once again, I'm just you're, not better. You're than naming you. coaches who, once again, all have like 20 more years' experience. Bro, that's why it's hard out here. So my point is, you're talking about shoveling, leaving. No, let the man develop. Give the man his shot. Let him figure it out. Once again, I'm not saying he's one of the top 10 coaches in the West. I'm simply saying he's a good coach who, right now, is battling a, a really bad roster due to injuries and he's still finding ways to compete. Despite not being when on the same plane as everybody up, else. When he showed up, people in Sacramento were, because I believe the last coach performer was the dude Mark Yeager. Yeah, they did him wrong. He should. And I was about to David say, Yeager. people, David, David Yeager. Bad, he, that left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know if all the way, 110%, like, Luke was a better dude for that team than him. Because Yeager was a good dude. I'm not going to argue that point. That still doesn't mean Luke Walton's not a good coach. Like, like I said, when, he, when Dave Yeager lost his job, that's a bad move because he showed that he could coach that roster. So he was once again. The Cali goes back to prove Luke Walton had to be somewhat of a decent coach because he came into a situation where the or, roster wasn't filling him. Or or it's his name that's getting him in. The yes, job. bro. Come on, let's not job. act like I'm that. I'm not talking about getting the job. I'm simply talking about the fact that he walked into a locker room that didn't want him there, and yet he still found a way to be like, "Yeah, guys, I need y'all to buy in." And for the most part, they have. Like that's a sign of a good coach. You can get your players to buy into what you're selling. Despite they didn't believe in you when you walked in the door. They didn't like him when he came in. That was the initial rumors. And yet, they've won five of their last seven. Yeah, we'll see. Like without Fox and Bagley. No, like I said, we'll, I'll, I'll judge him for sure when they if get we judge back. Doc Rivers off his first few years as a coach, he wouldn't be in the league no more. I'm just saying. Now you got that one. We'll see. Like, yeah. I wonder why he got you. Hmm? Luke Walton belongs in the East. Whatever. Yeah. If he wants success, that's what he's going to get. <laughs> he ain't going to get it in Sacramento. So. I mean, if Darren Fox and Bagler are as good as we think they are, they're the future in the West. Mm, the hey, future you the said Kings. that. You said that. I said they're the future. I didn't say anything about Bag. Y'all said it about Bag. You were high on the Kings. That's my point. Oh, I said they could make the AFC. That's not extremely I'm high. About in the future. Oh, right. yeah. They can continue to climb until they get to like a fifth seed. <laughs> All right, oh, so the NBA is engaged in serious discussions with the uh, Players Association right. and broadcast partners 
on sweeping dramatic changes to the league calendar that would include a reseeding of the four conference finalists, a 30-team in-season tournament, and a postseason play-in. Um, and this is all sources from Zach Lowe and Woj. Shout out to both of them because they don't tell no lies. Um, these scenarios would come with shortening the regular season um, to a minimum of 78 games. There's more here, um, but I have a lot of opinions. I think this is a result of player uh, load management. I think this is a result of uh, broadcasters and uh, television organizations saying, yo, we need to find a way to get these games to matter so these guys play. Um, Just say how it is. It's, it's money. Do y'all think this is good for the league? That's my first question. Um, I think I Ben said they should take a look to see if they could revamp how the games are played or scheduling, blah, blah, blah. I don't think reducing the, the season by four games is going to matter too much. Whether you do it or you don't, mm -hmm. I just think that's completely unnecessary. I do believe, uh, to agree with you, this is all a result of low managing and how to get the regular season games to actually feel meaningful because that's where your bread and butter and that's where most of your money is going to be made throughout the season. Yep. From everything I heard, it was the 78 games. They said they thought about switching the playoff format to maybe have play-in games as well. Yeah, yeah, I said all that. Um, I think it's stupid. Yeah, I don't I, – because I think if you have play-in games, I think the regular season is going to matter even less. Yeah, because now dudes are going to think in their minds, oh, I'm good enough to win that that one game. Why, why are these not? Yeah, that five-game I mean, series or whatever is going to be – yeah. depends on how you set up the play-in yeah. games. Yeah. What, so, also – for it. And I don't know if I – I think I mentioned it, but I'll, I'll also reiterate – if I did, that the four top uh, teams yeah, will get re reseeded. Yeah. That, that made it interesting. Wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. but I didn't understand exactly what so they were. So once it gets to the the last final, the, the conference finalists, mm -hmm. they'll reseed them. So in terms of their record, so there could be a possibility. So whoever had the best record for the first two rounds would get a number one seed? I don't know for the first two rounds or the regular season. Yeah, we don't and know. That's yet. the trick. If they make it for the regular season, that that could possibly align for a Lakers versus Clippers NBA mm -hmm. Finals. Oh, reseeded regardless of conference. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I've always. Really I thought that was kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't. You. I can say this: you'll get a finals where you're actually probably gonna get the top two teams in the NBA. I don't know if I really. If I'm really feeling it, because I'm still with conference play. I just really wish the Eastern Conference could match up with the West. Um, but I really do like the, I like the idea of the way they're thinking. What I was always a fan of, and I like the idea of reseeding regardless of conference, but just because I feel like for the last couple of years, the finals has been the Western Conference finals. Maybe not last year, but definitely some of those Braun years. Like oh, no, no, no. Everybody's been saying it for a long time. All right, time. cool, cool. As long as even before the Braun saga of going to the finals, it was for a while pretty much West. Yeah, yeah whoever's we, coming we out. Looking at like the Lakers, the Spurs, those uh, conference finals. Now, out of the last twenty um, years, I think the, the East has State, won it like Houston, four times. Like in more recent history, I mean, yeah. um, like Braun's won three. Seasons, yeah, and then Pistons, the Heat. One, that's five. Boston one and ones that's six. six. That's six. Yeah, and the other fourteen. So out of like the last twenty years, the East has won a final six times. Yeah, it's not horrible, but okay. 
I mean, it's pretty one-sided. If we're talking, in the, if one-sided. we're talking about conferences where each of them have the same amount of teams, yeah. Because realistically, in a perfect NBA world, it's supposed to be more split 50-50 to where the best teams that come out of each conference, like it's not going to be every year, but like if you take a, a sample size of 20 years, you're going to want it to be closer to 10-10. It might yeah. fall twelve eight. It might fall fall eleven nine. But fourteen you don't, you don't six be, with it looking like. And one of them was a three one comeback, and the other one was an upset against so Kobe and Shaq. Seven, seven actually. Who who's the other one? Toronto. So, oh yeah, Toronto. So what? So, it's 13, thirteen seven. Thirteen seven. That's a little bit better rather than how to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, you would prefer ten ten, but seven thirteen isn't like horrible. The question is, does this make the league? More interesting. I think if they do like the realignment, potentially in the conference finals, and like you said, what Taman said, dep- what are the factors for receiving? Is it just your regular season? Is it regular season along with what you've been doing in the playoffs? Because then that could reward the team that is sweeping the first two rounds. Like that could reward that. What I w- So I'm reading it. It says the receiving of teams in the semifinal round based on regular season record could give the NBA championship series that includes its two best teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I just said. So you're going to actually get the two best teams in the NBA. That's what you, you want in the finals. Yeah. What I would still want. That could be an LALA finals. Yeah, it definitely would. I would love to see something along the lines of it. They would never do it, but like. If they did a one through sixteen, and I know what everybody's gonna say, oh, the travel, da 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 da. Fair enough. To somewhat a make all the games matter more, because nobody wants to really take away that eighty-two games, because that's where all the bread is at, for the most part. I mean, that's why they they're only willing to cut it maybe four games. So keep it, yeah. And which honestly, I don't I don't think you should. But if we're gonna do a one through sixteen, let it be that first round, because for a while the league was doing it. Let maybe that first round be a best of five instead of seven. So that way, okay, you're, maybe you don't want to have to potentially do a seven-game series between Portland and Washington. I can understand why that could be a lot traveling-wise on the players. So, yeah, let's make it first, first of three. Because for a long time, even in Jordan's era when he was winning those six rings, at least I want to say the first round and the second round, maybe, but at least the first round was like a best of – they only had to win maybe two or three games at that time. That was best it. of five. Yeah. So bring that back. Let the first round be a best of five and then everything else after that. Now when we get to our top eight, it's a game, it's a best of seven. Because if you look up the standings over these past few years, if you just took top 16 teams, some of those matchups would have been very interesting for TV. I think either last year or the year prior, you were going to be looking at like a Milwaukee-Houston matchup in the second round. Hmm. So that'll... And that would also remove tanking. Like, that'll remove tanking and then guys even... With me, how would it remove tanking? Not tanking, but my bad. It would remove load management from the same. Like remove guys just wanting to rest in the event it's not really you being hurt. Where and I thought of another idea as far as tanking. I think I told you that one time where it was you let it be instead of it being oh like, the teams who get closest. I did get, like that. I remember idea. that. Yeah, that would be a change that what what Willie said was actually be beneficial to the whole regular season if you really wanted to boost ratings and have everybody there. Mm-hmm. The teams who just missed out on the playoffs get the first pick. No, they get the highest percentage. Oh yeah, yeah. So it still lottery, be a lottery, yeah. but like instead of the the team that's fifteenth or whatever getting the highest percent chance to win, the team that's ninth gets the highest percent to win. Uh, win the lottery. lottery. And then what you're rewarding is 
A, you're taking the season seriously. B, even in the event you're not winning games, like you're still putting a Effort. competitive product on, on the, the floor. floor. So now imagine a scenario where a team like the Kings bust their butt. Dang. You, you just missed it, and now you have James Wiseman or something to actually put you over the hump. That would really actually um, help and benefit competitiveness within the league. I really did like that. Because there are a lot of teams, even during the process when that was going on, bro, Philly was putting, like, the product they were putting on, putting on the floor was terrible. Like, we were talking about what the Warriors have been putting out this year. Granted, injuries, they weren't tanking at first, but, like, Steph broke his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Angelo. Clay's already now. Like, Clay's ACL. Like, they didn't have really much of a choice, but it's tank, especially after uh, – Steph broke his hand. But, th- but the teams that were like Philly for like eight years were just putting out whatever. The Suns for a couple years were just putting out like, hey, D-Book, go bananas, and we're just going to give you nothing. And then what it's that really does, hard to watch. The way the contracts are now where, you know, like I said, once you're a rookie, once that third or fourth year comes, like if teams realize, dang, it's been years, we've been bad, and then we're not even getting high lottery picks. Like, now we're either going to have to treat our superstar really, really nice, or he's going to leave. So I just think it would bring make everybody step their game up. Not everybody. And then it gives another t- uh, chance, because mind you, we're on like, I, I said this earlier, we're on like a year and a summer for most of these rookies. It's like, hey, we're going to give you a year in the summer. If you're not showing us anything that we like, you're mm-hmm. out of here. It's always going to be somebody next up, blah, blah, blah. If you finish in 14th every year, you're not going to be getting a lot of looks for that next up person. So you're going to have to actually develop the young talent that you got two years ago in the lottery that you weren't putting any work in with. Okay. Everything would be just more competitive all around. Uh, I, I can't see a true – the only downside I can see to the, the flip of the lottery is for those teams who are at the bottom, and let's say they wanted to try to blah, 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 they just don't get ahead. So if you're, if you're a small market team that nobody's going to sign to – and now you can't even get a lottery pick, you might stay down for like eight years. But you're right. Some, teams are just some, gonna have to step their game of these, up. Yeah, some of these teams though, they're not down just because of no, no, yeah, yeah, they're, like they're the, Knicks are, the Knicks they're are the Knicks are only that bad because <laughs> of they their won. own choices. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not it's not anything else anybody. Not one hundred percent. But I could just see like I can't even think of a team off the rip because most of the teams now that are that bad, they're that bad because of they're, of what they choose to be. And the thing is, like, we're in the league, so, like, at the end of the day, you don't have to be that terrible. You don't have to be that bad of a team. Like, I'm not saying you have to be in the playoffs every year, but you don't have to be, like, when the Sixers won, like, 11 games. You don't have to be that bad, bro. It's 82 of these games. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did y'all say anything about the playing tournament? Do y'all, y'all have any ideas I didn't, on the didn't. Yeah, I, they were talking about that. They were talking about, at one point in time, even, like, a – a mid-season, yeah. like term, all of that is whack. Because then now yeah. that's like, what are we making these games work? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I like the the play-in tournament. Because I can already tell you right now, Kawhi don't care about no type of. Kawhi don't care about nothing. Yeah, he's like, as long as I'm in the playoffs. He's a ro- yeah. he's a robot. He cares about nothing. Yeah, he cares about chips. That's pretty much it. So, but what an idea that I did like, not to cut you off, uh-huh. and I'm not sure if they're gonna ever implement it because of the. Injury circumstances that can come with it, mm. but how an MLB their All Star game actually uh, uh, produces the World Series like uh, home and away. Who has home uh, advantage? Right. Like if if uh, oh yeah, if that one side wins, then they'll get the yeah. If the National game. League wins it or whatever, no. they get. That, I said that. I for hate that in baseball. I would hate it even more in the NBA. It would make the All Star game mad Duh. competitive, yeah. but the injury circumstances. Would. I don't think you it don't would. think the people will care. I mean, Olympics is one to flip it. 
take you still want it at home, you flipped it. Boom. Yeah, and that's why I be tripping. I don't care too much when people. So what's the talk, point? Yeah, like Taman and I always argue about this. I want to hear y'all opinion. I used to love when the finals were two three two. I hated that. When I hated be, that so you much. You get you get game one and two, and then it's I like it team. better now. I, two three two. Granted, it was. It bro, felt three like games a, at home when like you're the bro. It, 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 it did almost like feel like a disadvantage for the you home still, team, you for the team that had bro, home court. You still won game, and then you got three games. I mean, at even home. if you didn't, even if you held home serve, it's like you still got to go back to their house for three games. You, if they win they, all you, three, you're, you're now down. the one on the so down. Now you can't. So, nah, bro, and no window for error. This is what I was telling Tamon. I'm like, so Tamon, basically what you're saying is. You want to try to win a championship and not win one game on the road. If you don't want to win a game on the but road, but that's the you don't thing I earned. I earned that right. I earned that right, though. I won the regular season. I earned that right. Regular season, and we're trying to you make get, it really you matter. Get yeah, two, three. If I have to, if I have to, yeah, I'll do it. You still have more. It's a harder route. You're supposed for to the have guy who's all about low management, missing AC, games, the easy road. Mind you, Kawhi don't care. Like he feels he can win on any floor. So that's my point. Like, yeah, if I have to win on the road, I'll go do it. But if I earn the right to not have to, so so hey, so two two, my route. So two two. One, so one, you, one. so I'm cool with that. You win your first two, mm -hmm. yeah. Then you lose those next two. So now it's mm -hmm. two two. So you want to be able to come back, get your third. You want to be able to potentially lose on the road and then still come back to game seven. Which I earned that right. So either way, in both systems, you have game seven. You have game seven, but the floor. at no point. Let's but say if we totally protect let's scenario. say if we protect home court, right? Right. In that two three two scenario, you're going down home. Exactly. I'm going. So if, I'm. I'm if, if, if you were the, the two one two one scenario, you're never down. Hmm? In a two, if, in if the you're two two one home, one one scenario, you're, you're never, never down. actually down in the series. You tied At most, up, you're tied. But you're never down. Let's say we're just protecting home court in that two three two. That means you will go back for game uh six. And but you're you down. Have two. Bro, but you're, but you're still down. It's still a so different scenario. When in your crib? I'm not. Once again, I'm not saying. Once again. I'm not saying I wouldn't like once again beating somebody on somebody's floor. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm not backing out. Because if you're a champion, you but cannot. You you do not deserve to have a championship if you do not want to win one road game. It's all you have to do is win one. I don't want to. It's the fact that I earned the right it not should, to have yes, to. It should be easier for me because I had a better season. No, you earned the right. What home court does, home court just allows you the right to have game seven. But that doesn't remove you from not having to win a road us. game. The whole no, series. That's not what you asked us though. You ask us what would we prefer? I would prefer two two one one one. Now if you're looking two, at three, me, two. and they said, "Hey, it's gonna be two three two. We don't care what you care about." I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, I'm not playing it." Exactly. It's like, like no, oh, I'll go beat you in your house. There. Like nobody's gonna go and be like, "Oh man, we gotta play two three two. Because Guess the way I'm gonna look now. at it is, I'm gonna try to go out there and sweep regardless. Just a mentality thing. I so don't think I'm gonna drop a matter. single game. Exactly. But it does but matter. It does matter, and it's actually been proven that it. And matters. I just like, I just like that it gave a little twist just to the finals. I wouldn't want. And that's dumb to me. Any, any, once again, if you're talking about, and this is the thing I always kind of hate about baseball a little bit, is when you have a whole season played out one way, and then all of a sudden everything switches up in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not the same game anymore. The thing we've been doing, the playoffs, last, NBA playoffs last like two months. So what we did for the first month and a half all of a sudden changes now? That's not the same game we've been playing. I can see, I can see why you don't like that. What I don't get like about what Taman was saying was from the standpoint of, the prime series where I watched and I was like, yo, I really do love the 2-3-2 aspect. 06. D-Wade was down. He, he, he went across literally with your, with your style. Dallas took care of home, tour, home court, won those two games, right? Mm -hmm. D-Wade comes back 
does what he does. Mind you, if you're a championship team and you're up 2-0, you're going on the road for that game three, your mind, y'all are thinking sweet. Should Everybody be. in that locker room is like, bro, let, let's get this game three. Let's go up 3-1, 3-0. Like, statistically, we've won the finals at that but point. But that's what I'm saying. Who won that finals? The, the, team, the team that had three games in a row, right? And you want to know why they won that? Because they won a road game. That's why. Because if they, they won game six after, yeah, yeah, yeah. You back in Dallas was court. Home. Back in that I joint. can hear what you're saying. But you're saying win the- a road game. I'm saying if I'm the higher seed, I shouldn't have to be forced to win a road game to not be down. To not be down before I go back home, I should not be forced to win a road game. I should be able to win this whole series without being down. And, and if I just protect home court. That's my whole purpose. And real talk, as everybody on his basketball player, coach, whatever, you got to understand, momentum in basketball is super important. So, yeah. You man, have the momentum. If you're going, if, so if you're you had, up 2 keyword was you have had. Dallas had. Keyword the, was had. Right. Had momentum. You were up 2-0, and Miami did exactly what they were supposed to do. They held home court. They took back momentum. Now, if it had been a 2-2-1-1 series, Miami holds home court 2 we 2. Back, two, two. We're going we go back, back to, to Dallas. Dallas. And real talk, NBA players talk about all the time. Sometimes the difference in momentum, sometimes it's the plane ride. You finally get out of the city, you get back in your own bed, you're around your family, yeah. you get to do what you do again. So sometimes that's all it takes to change momentum. So I guarantee you, Dallas probably, some of them Dallas players probably look back and be like, yo, we had playing game five at home. That series might be totally different. But they got game six. But well, you were down, down at that point. It was an elimination momentum, game. You, you just watched that. Now we don't want to win elimination games. We don't want to win a whole road. It's momentum. Think about it. Think about it. Let's it, say if you're just holding home court, right? I'm going to let y'all do that. That means <laughs> that if you're the lower seed, you won't have to face an elimination game until game seven if everybody's holding at home court. At that point, court. Miami but is that playing with that house if money. You're a home, if you're the home seed, you have to play your elimination game in game six. And we're just holding home court. It's more so that means the same with the lower seed faces elimination a game later if we're doing 2-3-2 two, two, and just keep it home court. Do you think that's fair? That I have to face elimination when I have the higher seed than you? Like, it's a momentum. It's a mental aspect. It's momentum. It's an emotional aspect. It's a mental aspect. We took, we, like, think about it. Dallas went up 2-0. Miami then came back, punched them in the mouth. Three, now they're down 3-2. You go back to Dallas. Miami's playing with house money at that it's point. It's an elimination they game. They know like, Yo, even if I we lose this, games. we got to get seven. I have two games. But Dallas you're up to okay. I'm not, We're just saying protecting home court, exactly. and then eventually, like I can say this definitively, you're probably gonna have to win a, a road There's game. There's never been a team to win a championship without winning a road game. There's never Fact. been a team to win all 16 of them were the were the four games that they got. Fact. And then in right. that case, by based off of what y'all are saying, then y'all are saying every series the. Team with the home court advantage should always win. Y'all are basically saying there should no, never be an upset. No, no, but I'm saying it should favor. It is statistically like proven the team with home court wins seventy percent of the time. It should be. It should favor. Like that's the, the favorite. The that's seed. why you play for home court. And I don't think the two three two favored the team with the higher seed. It just doesn't. You got game seven, but like I said, if we're just strictly keeping home court, the lower seed. Uh, doesn't have to face an elimination game until, until game seven. Yeah. The higher seed doesn't have to face an elimination game until game six. That doesn't make sense. Like, real talk, we're talking about Dallas. Dallas was actually lucky they, they went up 2-0. Imagine if they had split those first two in Dallas. And now you have three games so then, that but somebody no, no, else no, But you, you can't, but literally, y'all are saying, bro, all we got to do down is hold down home court. So now Dallas shouldn't have to win a road game. That's and they shouldn't have to win says. one of their first two. That's what everybody says when they go into a playoff. Series. We just got to hold home court. Whoever has the home court advantage is like, yo, we just have to home home court. 
That's what everybody says. Is it always true? Of course not. You normally have to win one you game. You got, yeah. yeah. Normally. But the idea is we fought for home court At advantage. At minimum, we I it. have to hold home court. And if we do that, we win. two isn't serviceable to teams trying to hold home court. It's not. Because you can't tell me it's fair that my game six has to be an elimination game. Espe- if I'm just holding home court. Especially going back to the idea of travel, rest schedules. Like I said, Mind two you, games. And they do that only in the finals. So in the finals, you're getting like – they give you an extra day because they do – it's like what? It's like two – it's like Thursday, Sunday. No, because it's East versus West. It's a longer travel. So, so, so they're get, you're so, getting that here's rest. my point. So you have the first two games in your city if you're the home team. But then you're going to spend like two weeks You're going to spend like at least city. a week. You're going to be gone for at least a week. That's an advantage for that team who's staying at home for a week. Because then you're going to – even if you do get back to your city, you're coming back. You're normally going to have game six the first night you come back. No, no, no. They, they give you – they gave you so – they give you, you the – because it's a travel day. So, it's so a tra- you're, you're so going to get, get an extra one, so day. So you're going to spend a day on a plane, get home, probably rest, maybe watch a little bit of film. Then you're going to jump play game six. The other team probably has it's the at all least, momentum. It's at least a two to three day rest in between. And then game seven normally happens – Maybe it's two a rest. Days it's rest. It's six. rest, bro. Bro, you get one day, maybe. No, because I remember that Cleveland joint. Tomorrow we watched it on a game six. It was a Thursday. Game seven wasn't until Sunday. Like the rest that they give you in between the finals does not change whether it's two three two or two one 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 one. Like all those days, all those days were spaced out in between. I gotta look that up. I can't definitively say, but I can, I can, I can agree with the sentiment. They do get a certain you get, of rest, you get it. But the difference yeah. between staying in one city. For a, a two-week span while y'all are playing those three games and then have to come back home with the elimination target on your back. Like I said, like the, the team with the lower seed is guaranteed another game if we're just keeping home. That's wicked. And clearly, there had to be a lot of NBA officials and representatives and blah, 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 because they changed it to the 2 2 one 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 so this discussion was probably brought up against with every scenario in mind, and they figured, you know what, it is an advantage for the lower seeds. I'm about to see because it was actually not too long ago that they changed it. Yeah, it was about like like twelve years ago, something like that. Anyway, I said all back on topic. The NBA trying to change the schedule. I think they're slightly overreacting to ratings going down a little bit. You kind of had to figure the ratings was going to go down this year simply because. Most of your talent is now in L.A. So later games, yeah. Laker games, Clippers games, West Coast. Mm. That's the harder the thing. 30 games. Yeah. The 1030 games. Mind game. you, like I'm a huge Laker fan. I might be able to catch a quarter or two, and then I'm like, yo, if I really want at least seven hours of sleep, even I gotta if go I'm sleep even now. if I'm like, I want to watch this game. I look up, I'm like, oh snap, right, I fell asleep. I gotta go to work, bro. Like, yeah. so that's and they, gonna, they flirted with moving the time uh, to they do, an hour. They do need to make it if they can get all the Eastern Conference games to start or the Western Conference start at nine thirty. But the thing is. Out there in the West, that would be 6.30. Everybody's just getting off work. Right. So you're hurting the people that would actually be going to the, to the games. games. Those rich people are going to those games. I mean, like, you're going to those joints regardless. Come on, you and I got tickets to a Lakers game. We're taking off work. reach out to. Yeah, exactly. call out. Yeah. They would see me on TV waving. We go into those Lakers games. Like, the other reason NBA ratings are now, I don't know how y'all feel. I said this before the season started. NBA is kind of boring. Like, I'm sorry. This season has been low-key boring. Well, just, from what aspect would you say? There's no major, like, for everything the Lakers are doing, what the Clippers are doing. Like, one, there's no super team. 
Y'all can sit here and say y'all don't like it. No, we all tuned in to either root for the Warriors or root against them. Or Miami. Or Miami. Or the Lakers and Shaq and Kobe. Or Tim Duncan and the Spurs. We root There's no hateable for team right or now. against. There's Super no hateable team, team right now. It's, it's always been that way in the NBA, and it always will be. It'll happen again. Just give it time. So with that being said, there's nobody for anybody to really root against or for. And there's nobody who's really doing anything record setting. You can sit here and talk about James Harden putting up numbers. At the end of the day, most people don't like James Harden in the way he plays. I'm a That's change, a fact. I'm going to change that. I think it's way too many numbers being put up. I think we're getting desensitized to some yeah. of the stuff that's happening. Mm. Like, I remember when being like eight years old, and in my head, I was like, yo, like, Oscar Robertson was amazing. Like, if anybody else could average a triple-double in today's NBA, like, they would be definitively the best player on the – like, in mm. my mind, just because I understood how hard it was to put up those numbers across the board. Mm-hmm. Flash forward 10, 12 years, Russell Westbrook starts doing it. We don't care. About I, you, I don't because it, it seems meaningless. Like, the numbers don't generally equate to winning or even effort half mm-hmm. of the time. Empty stats. Yeah. So, when you see these guys putting up these crazy amount of numbers, I'm looking at all the um the stats and I'm like, wow, that sounds really bananas. But now it just seems like a nightly or every other nightly thing. But back when we were growing up, if I found out somebody had put up 38, 11, and 8 and I missed that game. But now I just feel like, oh, it's cool. He's going to do the next game. I'm really desensitized to the performances. It's probably easier to do it offensively now in this uh, day and age. To the get. players are just better. Yeah. And I can go down that, that road of, of – of, we always do that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. The talent is – is, is The is talent really, has improved, and I think – The game has the allowed pace, for it. Yeah, the, the game has allowed for it. also kicked up as well. So, I don't – I think we're just desensitized to what we used to consider amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that. I also do think another reason is, I think this is partially something that ESPN kind of cooked up themselves, but I don't think they give enough media to all of the stars in the league. I think potentially if we allowed some of these other guys to get some of these TV games, not saying like we put bad teams on them, but we've been hearing about LeBron for like so long that now because LeBron is on the West Coast, the dude that we're always talking about, we're falling asleep before we can see. I and can I, understand that too, and I think, and yeah. and I think yes, the ESPN and the if that's ABCs, a, if that's Disney, a, yeah, like, like any major team or broadcast team you have, it's easy to put LeBron on because for the last fifteen years he's been the easiest, the most dominant force. I can say this: maybe they should attempt to have some of those West Coast teams that we really want to see—the Clippers, the Lakers, blah blah blah. Haven't played Eastern teams. Perhaps for some of their televised scenes, um, the greater East of teams, I thought maybe put some of their big marquee games more on the weekends than other teams. And that, so that way you can move the time. They, they do that. They here's do that the problem. problem. I'm saying more. Done. I'm yeah. saying more. But here's the well, problem. can't do that right now. Here's yeah, the problem with that situation. And, and I mentioned it, and, and we're not going to have this full conversation because we've done it before. But we look at those teams and those marquee games that we want to see but guys aren't playing all the time. There's only one dude. There's and I said we went back only, to low management, yeah. yeah. It, because we had a and I don't. And it's not it. necessarily just one dude. Like, it's becoming... It's, Kawhi's really the only guy I would say doing No, he's right just now. the most he's, dramatic example. Exactly. That's Who the most dramatic Who else has really example. been load managing? But this guy, like, even if that's the case, there's guys that are missing. Like, we're going we're gonna to miss Kimba now. That's another Eastern, Eastern guy. Mm. Gordon Hayward's out right now. I mean, we're looking at Philly. Embiid doesn't play every night. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. been hurt this year. So I mean, like, 
looking at that situation, it's hard to just say like, okay, let's just focus on these stars when we don't know which game they're gonna play or not. That's true. And you can't force them to play because we could make the same case for them in terms of what we made for James Wiseman in March, just for pros in April. We don't want them to play for the playoffs because that's where the bread is made. That is when they play the J. Cole music in the back and yeah. everything, and, and that's when we are all at our, our peak in our hype that's, because yeah. we know good and well these seven games they play matter. I think There's a, it's a guarantee that these games they play matter. It's just a, it's a, such a gap between how much the playoffs matter versus the regular season. And I think that's what the NBA is trying to do. It's trying to close. The gap would never be even. No. But just to try to close the gap somewhat significantly. I, but you're right. That load management thing is a really big chip. And that's why I and said. I'm, I don't know if I want to. I'm not trying to like call it load management. Because some of these guys. It's not necessarily. They're just sitting out to not play. Hurt, hurt and load management way. has a negative connotation now. I guys, think sit, guys with DMPs because of rest. Right. Like, like these guys do play a lot of minutes. These guys do have elements coming in. And we've mentioned this all the way up leading up to the season. Shoot, back to our probably first to second pod where we talked about these young stars play so much basketball just trying to get to the league to where their body's breaking down at about 26, 27 years old. Even before then. So, right. like, some of the greatest athletes never even touched the court because it broke down. ACL at 17. Exactly. Because they're playing 12 games on a weekend. Exactly. You got so four games on a Sunday. That's sick. So I don't know, honestly, how this, per se, helps them. Like, I, I just don't see it. An in-season tournament, what does that tell me? If I'm the Chicago Bulls and I win this in-season tournament, but I don't even make the playoffs come time, like, what does that yeah, mean nobody, for me? Nobody cares. What, what does that do? It's like, all about what's what the incentive exactly. that they got to add would ha- it would have to make this It would matter? have to be something along the lines of, Top two teams automatic playoff berth. It would have to be something like that. that. Or that's nasty. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't feel, like that's it. Feel very that's nasty. Like when you win your uh, conference, or you have an mm. automatic bid. To yeah, the, like the fourteen to sixteen yeah. team shouldn't get it. Like honestly, <laughs> but in that, but it kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like if you don't have guys low management, are the fourteen fifteen really going to win this tournament? They shouldn't, unless you got guys who are just like, yeah, I'm not going to play here because I don't want to. That's the only way you can see those type of teams winning. Nah, that play, I don't think that tournament's going to happen. I also think the ratings are going to come back up once. For one, like you said, a it's, lot of guys are hurt early. right now. Yeah, it's, it's so no, early. It's, it's football season still. Yeah. And people have to realize, like, while basketball has made a significant jump, it hasn't quite yet replaced football as the, uh, the most rated sport and mm-hmm. on, on television for uh Not even close. And I don't think, and, That's what and I'm saying. It made honestly, a significant jump, but it hasn't gotten there yet. And I've thought about this a lot before in terms of when would that happen. And I think that's so far along down the road just because the NFL's only playing 16 games, even though they're talking about every 18. game. Every game every, truly does Every matter. game truly like, why matters. Why don't I say the regular season matters to the NBA? Like, not every game matters in the NBA. Period. Not every game really matters. And it's hard to make 82 games matter. It's hard yeah. to make 78 games matter. And just adding an in-season tournament, that would allow whoever wins, whether they're the Knicks or Charlotte or I'm naming all East teams, or um, Grizzlies. Grizzlies, like if they pull out, like, like if they win this tournament and they automatically get in, nobody wants to see Memphis get I swept can, yeah, in the four, first I don't, round. I don't want to see Memphis That's four disgusting. games in the playoffs. 
So I mean, like, especially mind you, that's probably gonna mean that's gonna bump one of the people, like the Kings or the Pelicans, who I would have actually would have exactly to see like those. these teams actually should be here. They actually have a chance, at least being competitive. Like yeah, you're right. Or we want to see like what those young guys can but do. I think like, for all we know, I think if it were to be a tournament like that, I think even if dudes were load manager, whatever, I think a team like the Kings would be more inclined to win it before a team like the Knicks would because they got those young dudes and they know, like... It's a guarantee. Yeah, they know, like... I can see what you mean, but, like, upsets happen. Let's just say if they weren't the team that win it. Yeah, this is an in-season tournament. It's one game, do or die, like, run through. Like, and then I'm not really sure on all the details in terms of how that in-season tournament would work. I think I think I heard somewhere, I saw somewhere it might be put, like, where the Christmas games are, um, so it'll be like a holiday tournament, which I don't know how that would look, but yeah, so I don't necessarily, I need to know what the incentives are, I need to know what the implications are, I need to know a lot more in terms of how I feel about the in-season tournament. 78 games, I think that's gross too. You're messing with, you're messing with uh, records and stuff, it's hard to kind of match up how these guys seasons and points and all that kind of play out in my eyes. I just don't think short, yeah, Um, yeah, you have to show an NBA season by at least like 18 games before. Like, But if guys are already playing 20 less games, then you take 20 off that four, so now it's 24, it throws. They're hoping to combat people resting by doing that. They're trying to, but but that doesn't change for our superstars. Kawhi's going to keep sitting. LMB's going to keep sitting because he has a foot issue. Um... PG's gonna take his time when needed. LeBron's gonna take his time when he needed. Superstars and 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 one thing we do have to like lean back off Kawhi. Superstars have always, for the most part, outside of Michael Jordan and maybe Kobe, have always taken a little time. Like they've all missed a few games here and there. Like so, it's not like this is brand new where superstars don't actually just sit and rest for a second. And Charles Barkley, whoever can come at me and say that's stupid, whatever, forget them. So, I mean, like, honestly, I'm not really concerned about, oh, he's missing 20 games. I think it's more so, like, we're, we're messing with the record books in terms of that. Like, it went from 13 to 16 back when Dan Marino was playing to now. So, you have to start doing a lot of guessing. Like, oh, if he played three more games, and da-da-da-da. Like, I mean, leave that that's, alone. That's the if you want to add an in-season in tournament and you want to stretch the season out, I'm, I'll, I'll rock with that. But don't cut the games. I think... I think most of it's pretty stupid. Most of the, the proposed changes. I think the best thing that we talked about wasn't even the proposed change, and that was just the lottery's flip. That would make the regular season the most competitive out of anything that we've named. Because now, even so, if what, so what you do? Okay, so say the ninth seed gets the highest pick. The first seed still is the lowest. They just, yeah. as far as just changes. It just changes you, just to fill lo- it out. Yeah. You just flip the lottery. You flip, the, flip, you flip the lottery, the but stays everybody the else stays the same. Yeah. Yeah. So all the playoff teams are still like, you made the playoffs, like whatever. So but, for all intents and purposes, right now the Lakers will be still be the last. Yeah. Yeah. The Lake, yeah. If you're winning chips, you're not going to Yeah, you don't need a lottery when you're winning chips. Unless sometimes yeah. somehow you snuck up on a trade. <coughs> okay. My bad. <coughs> Dying. The only thing as an owner I would be opposed to that is what if you are one of these teams who literally, y'all can sit here and say, like, oh, you shouldn't only win 11 games. But you're just that bad. You are just that yeah, bad. And I, I brought, and, I brought and, up that earlier. You're, yeah, I brought up that you're earlier. literally now, just sticking us in and the now, cycle. And now let's answer some. The thing is, yes, if you are that bad, okay, let's answer these questions. Why are you that bad? In the Warriors' case, that is unfortunate. But you know what? Let's say we had this system. 
The Warriors are that bad because of so many injuries, but you know what? They're they calling it quits because all those dudes are coming back next year. Okay, so what about a team like... You're going to have to develop some players. You're going to have to actually but put in some basketball. But you just took me out of the running for the best player. So now I got to develop a player who isn't as good. You're going to either become I think, a, a more I think attractive does, free agent market. You're gonna but have I'm to in develop. Cleveland. I'm in Charlotte. Like, come on. If that's the move. case, like... You know, Go to Seattle. At that point, I'm selling my franchise. Or I'm going to say, hey, we need to get rid of... We need to just condense franchises then. Go we need to, to take 10 teams out the It's league. not even that. It's like, okay, so for a, for a team like Cleveland, all right... You're probably at that point in time, you're probably gonna have to let go of K Love, and you're probably gonna have to get trade for at least a couple of young pieces that might not, they're not gonna get you to play up to the playoffs, but they're gonna play hard every they're night. They're gonna play hard, gonna, but, but they're you're gonna still gonna lose. be worse. You're still, you're still gonna be worse than the other That's teams you're naming. At the end of the day, you're gonna have to become a better organization through the hiring of better coaches, blah, blah. Yeah, but become a better market you, for free agents. Made NBA, develop, you've made develop, it wins. You've made it You're gonna harder. have to develop some of your younger guys. You've made it harder for those teams to do so. Like, it's already bad enough that they the are the worst in the smallest this is, city. This is but now you've completely taken that option out of them, saying, oh, we have a hope in getting David Robinson. We have a hope in getting Anthony LeBron Davis. James. We have a hope in getting LeBron James. We have a hope in getting And Zion. I hear what you're you saying. You completely whole, eradicated this, that. But this whole point was try to eradicate the, the non-competitive standpoint of the regular season. This is what that lottery flip guarantees to do. Now, if you're a bad team and you're at the bottom... You're always at the bottom now. But the thing is, yeah, like, like I said, you have, like, to, answer, lines cut, you have like, to answer questions. We have to dive in. The Knicks are bad because they chose to be this bad. The Knicks isn't, uh, poor. No, nobody told them to sign four power forwards this summer. <laughs> nobody told them to. The nobody Knicks, said that. The Knicks are your one exception to the rule. They're just stupid. Knicks I'll are, give you that one. They're stupid. What about Charlotte? Jordan has made bad picks. I was say, yeah, Jordan has made a lot of bad we've picks. Given Jordan, the but the, Jordan has passed on a Jordan. I think but, it was it was Detroit and Charlotte. You can make super teams off of guys they've passed on. But here's what you. But here's what you've done. Even if that's the case, right? Here's what you've done for the Charlotte, for the Cleveland. Like I said, you've completely eradicated that option of them actually making the the worst choice. So there's you've they they can't do snubs anymore. They can't get they can't make a mistake. They can't because now. They've not taken the best player, or they don't even have the option of taking the best player. And let's not they act have like to, every first they have round, to take let's not the act like every number one draft pick is, is yeah. a future Hall of Famer. But the majority of the time, it's a better, a much better player than who you're going to get at ten. You, you're generally right. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. No, say it every, is. No, majority. It is. Of the time, majority of the time, hands ninety-five percent of the time, the player you get. Ninety-five percent of the number one draft pick is going to be ninety-five. Be better than number ten. All right, we better pull up. I'll pull it up right 20. now. NBADraft.com. That's, that's, that's unnecessary. I think the number one pick generally should be better than number one. They just like proving each other wrong. I, yeah. I don't know that's what that's That's an unnecessary for. argument. Anyway. Aside from that, though, I'll say this. for Okay, so a team like Charlotte, Charlotte they are Cleveland. partially this bad because of the picks that Jordan yes. made, bro. Granted, so every even bad if that's team, the you case, can trace it back to something. Even if that's the case, you trace it back to something, right? I'm not saying you're wrong. The Knicks suck because they've chose to suck. You're talking Charlotte about Charlotte sucks didn't because they want chose to, to suck. suck. But they OKC, if they were in this position coming forward, and if that was the situation, OKC's not going to be bad, bad this year. But that they're going to be the like thing. third worse than their conference. But even if that's even if like even if that's the, like they'd be not necessarily the worst team, right? They won't have an opportunity to get the very best player if they did. Like they have no outside you know of Chris how many Paul. picks OKC has. Like OKC is bad, but they are at least putting themselves. This new but what system. Took them, what took that to get them there? They, they had actually, to trade away superstars. Charlotte doesn't have that superstar, Link. 
To be bro, honest, I still think if Charlotte got they the were number dropped, one pick. They were dropping off Hall of Famers for other teams. Charlotte, where's the Charlotte Hall of Famer? Bro, he's already where's gone. New York Hall of Famer? Charlotte is bad because gone. of their own choices. Charlotte's Hall of Famer is 60 years old, and he sits on the and bench. And he drafts bad people every year. Like you, He but, drafts bad people every year, bro. He has passed up on Donovan. He has passed up on Devin Booker. You don't he allow. Up, he drafted Adam Morrison over Brandon, Brandon Roy. Roy. You do not allow them an opportunity. How many, how many drafts to do I gotta give you? How many drafts do I gotta give you to grow, bro? Apparently all of them. How many drafts do I gotta give you before we look Charlotte in the eyes and be like, maybe y'all would have been a little bit better if y'all didn't take Michael Gilchrist number two? I mean, once again, I never fault him for that pick because everybody had Gilchrist at number two. That don't everybody. mean everybody was right, bro. I'm not saying, but once again, you can't like I give you. They made a lot of really bad draft choices, but that's not one I can blame you for. When Maybe literally everybody one. had okay, they that took one just turned out. It just turned out. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when you make this decision, when you had teams like Dallas, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when you make this decision, when you have teams like this in small markets, mind you, because small markets are always getting killed. They're losing their players all the time, easily like. Wanting to go trade the bigger markets because of the situation, being able to market themselves better, all that in the third. When you take that and you do what you're saying you're going to do, and granted, yes, it would make them want to win more. If they're not, if their talent doesn't match the other levels of talent, you are cementing them. You are putting a nail in the coffin that they will sit at the bottom. Uh, that is not always. That, that is true. No, it's not because you can be. You can no be, way. You can be a team like the Jazz. Small market will never Jazz sign is, a will never sign a free agent. Jazz is a basketball town, so that's kind of hard to Bro, do. Bro, it is Utah though. It is Utah. It's a pretty small market. Each of their, their name the three be, three biggest stars that Utah has had of this twenty first century. The three biggest stars that they've had: Gordon, Darren Williams, uh-huh. Gordon Hayward, Donovan Mitchell. All drafted, all late, all late. And a lot of people say extremely lucky. Is and Darren luck? Williams wasn't that late. He was like four. But still not a number one. All I'm trying to say is that's number four, though. Okay, but top five pick. Donovan was late. Donovan was late, and most people say that's extremely lucky. That's almost Dame Lillard's. Like nobody thought Dame Lillard would be this. Okay, but the thing is, there's a lot of guys that are still getting drafted in these one, two, and three spots that should that are getting overlooked. Like, bro, take a chance and actually evaluate these guys better than what you really think they're not evaluating these guys. I think there's some teams, yes, that are making bad choices because you're picking Kwame Brown. No, no, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. It's one thing thing to make bad choices. You said they don't evaluate. Like they don't have a job. They're million dollar companies. And they need th- these guys to make more just, money. No, they, they need to think the whole college basketball season. They're just like and picking yeah, a guy. I can say job. We can say a lot of people. Not everybody can pay. They can pay. I'm saying not good at it, but they act like they're not going to try. Y'all remember you were but trying when you're bad. Like you know what I'm saying. Some people are just not good at their job. I get that. It's one thing not be good at your job. Well, he just said they don't evaluate. No, they're not picking names out of a hat. I'm saying though, it's who, not random. Who are you? I see what you're saying, but I'm, I'm more saying, saying, let, 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 let me talk. Let me talk. Who are you putting? Who are you hot in these positions of who are evaluating your guys? Do you have basketball people actually evaluating them? Are you giving out certain some of these jobs because of hookups? Because we mentioned earlier, has Luke Walton potentially gotten some of these head coaching jobs off of his last name? Luke so Walton has been in the NBA. Not, He's I'm, been an NBA coach since he retired. Like, stop finish. saying he got he's proven his worth as a coach. Finish. Aside from Luke. Because there's even still, there's a lot of other dudes in the in the league that have been head coaches or assistant coaches just as long as Luke has. Facts. So that's, that's aside from the point. I'm saying people that are in these positions that are evaluating these guys. 
are they even sometimes the most qualified? That's what I'm saying. Like organizations have to now look at themselves and are we putting the best people in each of these jobs? And I guarantee you, no, because I guarantee you at your job, I guarantee you at your job, Brian, there are people that have power of authority over you that are not qualified for the position that they're in. And they're there because of some type of hookup, something X, Y, and Z, huh? I won't say that on the record. <laughs> you're, you're not saying it. I'm saying it. There's at least one person that has a higher rank over you in your job that is not the most qualified for that position. So don't act like that doesn't transfer over into the NBA. So here's the thing. And all I'm saying is let's address that before we're just saying, so here's the oh, poor, they're bad. They're going to be bad forever. No, let's here's look what at I, what you're doing. So here's, 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 in, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. No, you got it. So here's the thing. Once again, I won't disagree with anything you said. Are there some people in positions where they probably shouldn't be? Absolutely. That happens in every facet of business everywhere. So let's and it's not going to change if you change the rules. I can guarantee that it's still not going to change. So the point I'm making is you're dealing in sports. Where sometimes the surefire thing doesn't work out. And sometimes you gamble on a guy like Damian Lillard and he becomes a franchise cornerstone for 15 years. That's sports. Sometimes it ain't about how good of an evaluator you are. Sometimes it's just it worked out for you. Simple as that. It's sports, man. All I can see is somewhere in between the lines when we talk about whether the NBA wants to make the regular season more competitive there's always going to be something that's lost with any change. And in this hypothetical scenario that we brought up, the thing that would be lost in the sauce is some of those small market teams being stuck at the bottom for a decade. That is true. The thing that we is talk gained, about, we, go ahead. The thing that is gained would be their eradication of tanking. It depends on what you want. So now my team is just bad, on. even though we're not tanking. <laughs> we're just bad forever. And now. like I said, you like, have to. And that's look. my point. Like, we always talk about this whole thing about purgatory and all of that. You can get out of purgatory. Like, that's the whole point of it. But you actually are dooming a team to hell with this no, situation. I, I don't think it's that's 100% That's exactly what locked. you're doing. I don't yes, think it's 100% it locked. Yes, so, it is. So you tell me, like, what? So right now, let's say, and right now, this year is really kind of a really bad example. Because there's players everywhere. It's players everywhere for the most part. But let's do the biggest one of them all. The one franchise we all admit is trash. Has no idea what they're doing. Not the oh, one. the Knicks? The Knicks. What is their plan but their problem, to get out of but this? But their problem is actually organizational. organizational they're one of the bro. biggest markets so, in the world. And they can't attract free agents because of stuff like not offering Kevin Durant a max. Not trading for AD who they, said he was on the uh, the Knicks one there. All of that aside. I'm not, no, you can't say all that aside when I'm the not star wants to come. And then My point is I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. That is factually true. Organizations, that is their biggest problem. My point is simply right now, going by your what y'all are trying to do, yeah. what would be their plan at this particular moment right now to fix that franchise? First off, stop acting like you want to fire Dave Fisdale, which might be one of the best coaches you could get in these next this next coming decade. Let's not act like let's not act like Dave Fisdale is not. He's getting scapegoated. You're right. He's getting scapegoated. That's the first thing. Let's let's look at what they're doing. Don't scapegoat a quality coach. All right. He's not getting scapegoated anymore. He still has the same roster. What do they do? Let's then at that point in time, you have to look at why did you use the money you used that you didn't want. You're still talking about past problems. We're talking about future. But I think how do you fix the future? We we we, in this mess now. We can't go back in time. I either be the ninth seed and get the best chance at a good pick. Or I stay stuck here. What do I do? I mean, but what I can say is too. Not all the time. The highest uh, percentage. Y'all still haven't gave me. I'm kind of kind of all because I let everybody else get their twenty minutes of yelling off while I was silent. You got it. You got it. 
Not all time that team that has the best probability to get the highest pick gets it. It's still an actual percentage in a lotto. So you could be stuck at the bottom of five years and just so happen to lock up on a high pick. Now you have to do exactly what you need to do in terms of evaluating and drafting and blah, blah, blah. The Knicks need to look internally at their organization, their president, and even as far as their owner, who people are already begging them to sell the team. They don't want to win. They're just trying to get it through the lotto, and they're tanking, and their competitiveness and the product they put on the floor is, is beneath what the NBA would even consider. That's the issue in solving all this. Is there going to be other problems that arrive? Yes. What do the Knicks go from here on out if the, if the thing flipped today? They'll probably be bad for a couple years. They're probably going to have to shift some stuff in the organization, becoming a more attractive team uh, for people to come to. That's all self-reflection. That's all that is. That will force that to do. Now, if you wanted those small market teams, I said I feel for them. They're going to be trapped for a good little while until they luck up in the lottery or until they're able to put something together for a, a, a piece or two, which is going to take a while. You can't sell But Philly, Philly was a big market team that did what every year until they just lucked up through the lotto. Dang, trust the and it was and it was completely and utterly disgusting to watch every year. And guess year what? After I guarantee year. you, every Philly fan right now is like, it was I'm worth cool it. it. Yeah, after seven years, yeah, it was worth it. Okay. After seven Thank years, you, Sam. So you think in that seven <laughs> years Sam, that a team that who was just finishing. 13th through 15th in their conference every year can't come up with some kind of so, product to get closer to a lottery so, probability, closer to the 10th or 9th seed? You're telling me seven years they're just going to be stuck at 15? I'll put money there between 13 and 15. I'll put money against that. You can't, no, if you I can't yeah. guarantee that because, mind you, it's still a lottery where in that Because you want to know the difference is between Philly right now, if that happened and where they are now, instead of having Joel Embiid, you have, like, I don't know. Miles Bridges. You don't. The thing is, well, you're just saying that to try to prove your point, bro. If I pull well, up, I'm looking at the All Stars from last year. Just All Stars from last year. Mm-hmm. This is going from Eastern Conference so, Reserve. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to run through it. All right, Kimba, not a top three pick. Kyrie was. Kawhi, end of the lottery. Giannis, end of the lottery. Joel, what? Yes, top three pick. Kyle Lowry, no. Vic, top. What was I've he, heard four? you name yeah, two franchise changers. But we're talking and about All-Stars. And I still don't even know if Kawhi is a franchise changer. Shut up. Let's end this spot, bro. Let's end this spot. <laughs> I know. Shut up, Brad. That was kind of wild. Is it? Thank you. Yes, he changed oh. the franchise. He won a what? chip. He won a chip. He took a one seed to the championship when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Did that change the franchise? I said from jump. I said from jump, if you put any that's other superstar on that team, they do the that's same thing. He went to San Antonio bro. with Popovich, that's Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. That's not a franchise changer. Hey, yo. And he made the Clippers a favorite. You can make, I, I've made the argument, you can put any superstar in that scenario and they want to chip in Toronto. I've made that argument before. You made the argument and so all, that the, make you all, a franchise that, all the names that you're going to bring are franchise changer, changers. When I say franchise changer, I mean a dude who literally goes to a trash team, takes them from trash to playoff. Kawhi has never done that. You can't prove he's it's done it because like we've never seen it's it. Like two people my point exactly. Well, you're talking about you're talking about something else then. You just That's my point. Changer with, yeah, with well, no you're definition. That's a franchise changer in my book. No. Somebody who can take a trash team you might have to from change, trash to play. You might have to change the, the words. You might have to change the phrase of that word. That's a, he's a superstar. But you know what I'm saying? You're he's trying, not a franchise You might have changer. to change the word franchise changer. Like that phrase sure. is definitely not No, that's my phrase. That's how I define it. I'm sticking with it. All I was trying to do with naming off these all-stars was to show y'all keep thinking just because you're not getting a potential top. Because all these teams are tanking to be one of those top three picks mm-hmm. for the most part. Just because you're not getting a top three pick doesn't does mean not that- mean you're doomed. Because looking at these all-stars, regardless of what the definition is defined as, okay, 
Like you said, Kyle Lowry, not a top three. You said Kyle Lowry's overrated and trash for us. How long? Bro, I'm going to keep going through these names. Vic, <laughs> yes, is the top. So was the top six three. years to become an all-star. Okay. Chris Middleton, not a top three pick. Chris Middleton isn't changing anything. Bro, exactly. we're not talking. We're talking, but, but is Milwaukee not a good team? So my point is, is Milwaukee not had a good to team? show up for them to be a, a, a for be that team. A guy that was drafted late lottery. A franchise changer. When did you draft him? though? When did you draft him? When did you draft him? When did you draft him? Y'all are on like You're getting so right? mad, and you're not looking at the fact of no, when did he I draft see him? What you're, I see exactly we, we, what we you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. We're saying. But how many times has that happened, Lee? How many times do we see a seven footer? From Greece, it's not show the up player, and change a team. It is the player, bro. It's always in the NBA. It's in the NFL. It's system. It's coach. In the NBA, it's the player. You bro. need a superstar. You need a LeBron. Franchise. You need LeBron. a Jordan. Jordan. You need those. Giannis. Hard. Those aren't the only. Those aren't the so. Everybody you just named. All the players you just named, outside of great players, Joel and B, are we trying all good? So really, is that not what we want as a team? Is a like great but player? But everybody you named comes with a caveat. Kyle Lowry, you said it took ten years for him to become an All Star. Vic took six years for him to become an All Star. Chris Middleton is only an All Star in the East with Giannis playing beside him. Everybody you named, you put them on a trash team. Guess what? That team stays trash. They stay trash. Kimball, as great as he was in Charlotte, what was he? The 10th seed. But you just said there was only two franchise. Well, I said. Exactly. So, and you're, and I guess your whole point is you're more likely to draft that franchise changer if you in have the a top high, five. And a top Nine five times pick. out of 10. Nine times out of 10, they'll be located around there. I, I, I could agree with that. You're generally going to get the best talent in there. My whole point. In the first place, this isn't a football team where, the, I mean, the NFL where your pick is locked. Where if you have the absolute worst record, you're going to get the first pick. Just because you have that ninth seed doesn't mean you're going to get the first yeah. pick. It's going to fall anywhere. You can end the ninth seed and All end up I'm with the seventh pick. All I'm saying is you put those small markets, and granted, we're not just talking about the Knicks. Because we it's recognize who the Knicks are. Somewhat. We recognize yes. who James Dolan is and as a trash owner. We recognize that. But we talk about teams like the Sam Pressies at um, Oklahoma City. We talk about... Um, Phoenix, who, yes, Sarver isn't the best owner, but he's trying to piece it back. That team's trying to piece it back together. And they're we on talk the about upswing. those small market teams. All of those small market teams. It takes them, those picks, to make that happen. Philly needed every one of those picks, misses and makes, to come up with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Granted, they tank. Granted, we don't want that to happen, but that's the way it is. You and you doom a team to that situation if you continue, if you flip it like that, what's the what's, what's so what, hypothetically? The, the, what if there's the, no flip? The, 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 the number two pick, by the way. The yeah, no, I, yeah, he was. I said he was a top three pick. I said he was. Granted, it's not completely 100 percent guaranteed, but you definitely plummet their situation. What I'm trying to say and is that's not fair. Did, that did, what is I, not fair, and you Greg, kill the league. What I killed the league. We just made it more competitive. In terms of in theory, in theory, you you okay, you made it. More interesting. I told you something's you gonna die. In the top. Something's gonna die you either way. In the top, Keep it like but this. those six teams at the I bottom. I don't think we made it. You killed. You top. killed all hope in that in that franchise. Not all hope, bro. The oh, team, God. the team that was just terrorizing the league. Mind you, they we have all said they've made one of the sorriest like winning moves and getting Kevin Durant, who is one of those top three picks. Mind you, he joined. Three guys that are Hall of Famers, that are part of the greatest team that we've ever seen. None of those dudes are top three picks. Your, your, oh, I was about to curse. Your favorite pal, second round. Mm -hmm. Steph right. and Clay, neither of them top three. So all I'm trying to get at here, here is, yes, 
more times than not, like those top, those transcending dudes, sometimes they fall in that top three. But I want it to be known. Name that another situation like that. They Bro were once in a generation. Can that's, you name that's another situation where what? Generation. We're going to that see what That is the that's perfect of top of top of threes of top of a team winning team without a, they are a championship team without a top three pick. Huh? Without a top three without pick, any top three picks on that roster essentially. I'm about to, I'm about to, because I'm sure that's them, and then it's Toronto. Those are it. None of those Lakers teams. Sure, not the Bulls. I was thinking about the. Mm, not the Spurs. Maybe you're Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is a top three pick. Maybe the Lakers had a top three pick with the 2008, 9, 10 saga. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was top three. Like, come on, dog. Like that's. Hey, we gotta go because we. That's we, not we that blasphemous. That's not, that's not, not that, that blasphemous. Y'all are making it seem like it has to be. I'm like saying. A top three I'm saying. Thing. Look at look at all the circumstances you were putting together to make this more valid. You named two situations that are probably the most perfect storms. A kid out of Davidson who everybody said like, oh, there's absolutely no way this could translate, and then a kid from where, where's Clay from? Washington. Washington State. State. We didn't know he was supposed to be that good. Like. Oh, and then they came around and got a, a fat guy out of Michigan State. And then, <laughs> like, and then, really? And then what did really? that take? A and guy, then it, and not, it took, not, took him to not fire to mention trading for Andre Iguodala, getting David Lee. Why is it great? It sounds like a great organization. Andre Bogut, who's the number one pick. I said it sounds like a great organization that did Make organizational changes. Picks. So that's yeah. And Tamon's on my side with his breath. So yes, they got those guys. They didn't they, even think they would we get Steph Curry because other teams passed on But that's what I'm saying. People gonna do that all the time. Like Johnny Flynn got picked over Steph Curry. Yeah, it's gonna happen sometimes where the teams who have the higher picks are probably going to make a blatant mistake that we can see years past. We're running out of time. We Guys, if y'all have any comments to if they should flip it, put it in the comment section below um, and give us y'all reasons why. If y'all on me, B-side, or y'all on TK and Leak side. Flip the lotto. Flip the lotto. Hashtag flip the lotto. Put it in, <laughs> put it in the comments. Um, yeah, man, this is a good pod, guys. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, we we're talk, back, baby. We, we back. came back with a hey, Low management. <laughs> All for came low management. All for low hey, management. Hey, where can we find you, bro? Yo, you know, y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at only one Beecham. I'm easy to find because I'm the only one out there. Leak, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and IG at Coach Leak. That's K O A C H L E E K. And look at how strong you come back. When you load, man. <laughs> we Kawhi shooting the worst we percentage went, of, we of his 40. career, we so apparently he's... We went for 40. This was a great pod. This was a great pod. Anyway. We went for 40 today on the pod. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at one Greggy. You can find me on Twitter at Greggy Chilling. You can find the pod on Instagram at Hoops Minor Pod. You can find us on, Inst mm, on Instagram at Hoops Minor Pod on Twitter at Minor and Hoops. Um, we appreciate everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening. Both of the pods will be... Mm, this pod will in full length be on... Uh, Spotify, Apple, any of those podcasts. Any of the streaming services that want to give us a bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, episode for this one will be on YouTube, but it'll be cut in the segment. So we'll put it in a playlist. You can watch it all the way through if you want to. Um, appreciate everyone who's watching. Appreciate everyone who's listening. TK, send us home. All right, first and foremost, shout out Dunk Man Keith on the mix. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, at Dunk Man Keith. Um, just give me a heads up, not safe for watching or listening. This man gets wild on social media. Uh, you can follow me, King Kamatamai, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm still the same dude as I always was. And, of course, we're back to my segment where I give a special shout-out. Um, first and foremost, Thanksgiving is coming up. 
I'm going to give a special shout out to all the family hoopers. So we have the, the Holidays, the Currys, Kobe and his dad, not MJ and his son, Bron and Bronny, everybody with generational talent in your family that all hoop, even the ones I don't know who hooped at smaller colleges, everybody who made sports and hoops a family thing, I thank you because I think it's one of the best ways to bond. Hey, as we always say, eat, sleep, breathe the game. We love you. We out. Huh, that was pretty decent. Oh,